Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to let you guys know right off the bat there are some issues with the chat room, if you're trying, because, of course, why wouldn't there be? If you're trying to get into the chat room tonight, um, just keep poking with a stick. It will let you in eventually. All righty. Before we even get started on anything else, I want to give you the number to call in so that you can get into the lineup to read tonight. It is 646-595-3965. All righty. 595 646-595. Three nine six five. Already, and uh, get called in. That'll get you in the queue. We'll be get to getting to our callers in just a moment. But before we do, I have some fun announcements to get through. I want to thank everybody first of all who've left uh, birthday wishes and sent me birthday messages. Uh, I appreciate that. My birthday is tomorrow, so I'm very excited. I'm gonna have. I'm going to a fossil museum. For my, I'm such a nerd. I know you guys, right? <laughs> I'm so excited because I'm going to a fossil museum museum exhibit thing for my birthday, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's going to be very cool. So, announcements. Guys, if you have not seen what we're doing with our worldwide poetry project, Rock That Poem, you can check it out on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash Rock that or groups forward slash Facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. Okay. Facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. Really fun, easy way to get poetry out there in the hands of the public. And uh, it's easy as rock, paper, scissors and a little bit of glue and you're good to go and and uh, it's a lot of fun. So make sure you go check that out and and uh yeah, enjoy doing that with us. The next thing is if if you are interested in putting on a poetry workshop you can shoot me over an email. Um, actually, maybe a message on Facebook would be easier. If you're not on my Facebook uh, page or contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All righty. And shoot me a message, and uh, we can get things taken care of there. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do a workshop with us. And uh, the whole concept is that we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. All righty. So shoot me a message and let me know what your idea is. The shows can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. They can be pre-recorded or recorded live or a combination of both. Okay, so it depends on whatever you need to have put together. You can do a talk on poetry, your favorite poem, your favorite poet. Uh, look at you know a poem and try to figure out the meaning you know, like the the Red Wheel Barrel by William Carlos Williams. And they actually have college courses or classes, semester, whatever they are, where they discuss that poem and the significance of it, the Red Wheel Barrel. You'll have to look it up. Uh, and then you'll be even more perplexed. <laughs> 
Um, you can do uh, where you walk us through step-by-step step on actually constructing a poem during the workshop, whatever it is you want to do, and we'll have a lot of fun. So, yeah, shoot me over a message and let me know. We can get something set up. Then the next thing is um, I want to make sure that I thank Star Severon and uh, Roy Murdoch and James One Sapien for sponsoring the show this year and helping us keep our three-hour license. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Now, before we get to the callers, hold tight, you guys. Uh, At the beginning of every show, I give you guys a writing prompt and a writing exercise, okay? And so I want to do that. Now, before I give you the prompt, while I'm going through the exercise with you, grab a paper and pencil because for the month of May, the writing prompt is... uh, there's three different writing prompts a week for the month of May, and so I want you to be able to write those down. If you missed any of the, uh, you know, if you missed these, writing them down, don't worry about it. You can come back and listen to the show in the archives, and if you want to hear any of the other writing prompts, we always do at the beginning of the show. So if you want the uh, the last two weeks for the month of May, if you want the three prompts from the last week and then the, the first week, um, just go back in the archives and check it out. So anyway, get a paper and pencil ready so you can get those jotted down. Now, I'm going to, for the exercise for this week, there's actually two, all right? And one of them is just kind of a, um, it's kind of a, it's a single focus memory exercise, okay? So I want you to think about Grandma's Kitchen, all right? I want you to just, this isn't a poem, this isn't exercise. This is just something to make your pen move, your brain think, do things in a way you normally wouldn't do them. Uh, You know, once you start doing something, then it, if you look at something in a way you haven't looked at it before, all right, and you and step out of your comfort zone and try something new, then the next time you sit down to do what you know, it's going to influence it. So it's only when you step out of your comfort zone that you're going to grow, all right, and become a better poet or better at anything you do, actually. So that's what these exercises are designed to do. Now, I want you to think about okay, your grandma's kitchen. Uh, focus on a single memory exercise, Grandma's Kitchen. And I want you to describe using very concrete images a jar of jam, um, you know, a, a mason jar full of green stamps on the windowsill, that type of thing. Um, I want you to describe your Grandma's Kitchen or what you think, if you if you don't remember, what you think a typical grandmother kitchen is like. And one of the things that doing this makes you think about and what's going to help you with your writing is, first of all, it makes you think of really clear, concrete images. So when you're sitting down to write a poem and you're trying to figure out you know, how to, something to say about the tree, you're going to look at it in a way that, that's going to, you're going to look at it differently because you're going to think about the different ways you can describe it and maybe be able to create some imagery that's surprising or shocking or, you know, different, those type of things that stand out and provoke that emotional response. You know, when you think about that, you know, when you're looking around and you're trying to picture the kitchen, you know, look at the thing, think about the things that are like different, you know, between generations. Um, you know, the perspectives, you know, she, she's sitting there with a, you know, old mixer, you know, and you've got the food processor at home, you know, but that's what she knows. You know, think about the the generations, think about perspectives, think about the gadgets sitting around, the history, the memories, you know, think about who the woman is, you know, if your grandma's in there, think about who the woman is versus her title, you know, 
imagine yourself sitting in grandma's kitchen looking at grandma and picturing her as a a woman, not your grandma. You know, it makes you look at someone in a different way. So that's the first one. The second one is kind of cool. It's called Stranger Conversations, and it's really fun. I want you to do a free write on this one also. If you want to do a poem, you're fine, but, you know, I, I'm more working on just getting the pen moving during, during these exercises. So Stranger Conversations. I want you to start the first line of of the poem or whatever it is that you're writing with a word or phrase from a recent passing conversation between you and someone you don't know. So you're walking through a doorway, you're getting off the bus, you're walking into work. Um, the first line has to be a phrase from, you know, someone you, a stranger you passed and, and you guys said something like, excuse me, or nice weather, isn't it? Or, hey, you know, asshole, get off my tail or whatever, you know, road rage thing that you guys say, because I know no, you guys are all awesome. You would never do that. Anyway, so um, start it out with, with the line, the conversation, whatever it was said between you and someone you don't know. And this is kind of like, it's fun because you're reading between the lines. I want you to start off the poem with that, but then go into talking about this person. So, you know, remember things about them, little clues, their appearance, their clothes, their clothing, body language, eye contact, voice, mannerisms, confidence, reaction, emotions, were they hurried, were they lethargic, lost, meandering, whatever, okay? And think about all of those elements in that. Um, and then I want you to think about your reaction, your judgment of them from all these things that you saw from what you said, you know, all the things that you looked at. And, and because, yeah, just think of your reaction on how you judge them or how you think others would judge them and incorporate all of that into this free write. You know, so just examine it from all different angles based on that one line said between you and a stranger. Okay, so those are your exercises. I hope that made sense. If, if not, go back and... Um, Go back and listen to the archives, and, and we'll sort out the mess. Or just email me, and I can send you the written, the written one. Okay? Great. So now, getting to your writing prompts. Now, for the month of May, what I've been doing is giving out three, uh, three song titles every week. And what I want you to do is, you know, a prompt is not like the exercise. A prompt is actually intended to make you write a poem or to inspire a poem, or plant a seed for a poem, okay? So you can take any of these song titles, and you can use them as the title of your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem, or just as the general concept of your poem. Whatever whatever it goes into, that's up to you, however it inspires you. You get super-duper extra cool points if you use all three titles in the same poem. Okay. All right. So the first song title for this week is Which One of Us is the Fool? That's a Robert Palmer song. Which one of us is a, is the fool? Which one of us is the fool? All right. And the next one is Foreclosure of a Dream. That's a song by Megadeth. Foreclosure of a Dream. That's a good one. And... I love this one. Toys. You guys know how I'm going to finish it, don't you? Toys in the Attic. <laughs> of course, that's an Aerosmith song. So, Toys in the Attic. Three titles. Which one of us is the fool? Foreclosure of a Dream and Toys in the Attic. 
All right, so those are your song title prompts this week. So I hope you have fun with those. All right, so now the next thing we are going to do, I always start and end each episode with an audio track. So if you're a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email that to me at the word thus in there, T-H-E, the the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right. And uh, put audio track, MP3 file, something like that in the subject line so that I know that if there's a, a recording in there, if you would be so kind as to do that, we'll get, up, get it uploaded to the show's library and play it for the world. So very excited to be able to do that, to share your work. And if you're not a recording artist, have, it, have fun trying it because it's amazing and you, it'll change your life and, yeah, it'll, it's really fun and cool. All right, enough said on that. So with that said, and um, I, I got made promise to do this, <laughs> is one of the things I got yelled at all the time is because I never play any of my work and I never read on my show. And I always feel like if I do that, then, I mean, I meander and talk enough. So if I do that, it's just going to take more time away from you guys. So, but I got real, I, I, I got schooled. <laughs> and so my compromise was is that once a, once a month I would play one of my pieces. And I'm supposed to do that on the first of the month, but this month I decided to wait and do it on this show because it's my birthday show, and so that it's not so weird. Um, it's weird anyway for me, but anyway, I'm going to, so that's because so, I promised, and that was the deal, and we, virtu- we did virtual handshakes. So the piece that I'm going to play is one that I really, really had fun with, and we were talking earlier uh, we had a conversation earlier this week with someone about talking inside out and backwards. And I was talking about how I used to get teased when I was a little kid all the time because, you know, you know, they would say, you know, why can't you say, you know, the grass is green or the sky is blue? Why do you always have to say blah, 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 blah? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and And so I used to get teased about that. And when I wrote this poem... I mean, it was bad, you guys. I used to, I used to seriously think how pathetic this is. I used to sit in the backyard down in the woods behind my house and practice talking like my sister so they wouldn't tease me about being all flowy in my talk. But the first time I heard Shakespeare, it was like the ugly duckling finding out it was a swan because I never had to study Shakespeare to understand the language. It's the first time I ever heard it. It was like I was hearing home. Um, and so when I wrote this piece, I wrote it really quickly, uh, first of all, and did hardly any, and I'm a big person on editing, but I didn't do hardly any editing on this, and it was just fun. So when I went to do the recording of it, um, for some reason, it just, the Shakespearean accent, the, the English accent, all that just came out in it. So it was a really fun, fun piece for me to do, and this is why I encourage you to record your work, because it's like breathing a life into it that nobody else can. Nobody reading this on the page would ever, you know, read it the way that I'm going to in this recording. And so it's a way for you as an artist, as the author, to be able to produce and introduce these words to the world, almost like it's a play, because they really are. You know, they're your words, your emotion. You know, so if you're not a recording artist, really try and just have fun with it like I did with this one. Okay, so anyway, this is called Lake at the River's End, and you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it. But here we go. We'll be right back, folks.
The Lake at the River's End, a fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sound she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure, no relief for the empty arms of his soul. Only he hears the twin harps echo, transcending him to stand beside her, to look but never touch her, because he loved her too much or not enough. Could this be the truth told as such? Her tears slow in motion fall, still two souls heed their call, in the ripples they stand face to face, what is lost love is still to embrace, the image she sees beside her, that dreams deliver from her, his love is all she could have ever dared, now it will not free her from his presence there. Her sorrow never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly. Oh, hearts do pay so dearly, when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well. A lover's hell, to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips, to hunger the flesh, to plead, the soul to weep in the need, seeing everything on the surface of the lake, make no mistake, because there's been one too many here, skipping stones, distorting what should be seen so clear, that while two fools stand a world apart, two souls have joined, and the world forgot, forever locked inside each other, and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other, barring nothing that their dreams did lack. The pen's then tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end, one reflection, one perfection, one revelation. It is without end. Love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again, a beginning, a middle, and a music box end, a thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end. Okay, that was fun. Anyway, that, that was Lake at the River's End. 
So, callers, the number again, once again, if you would like to call in and share your work tonight, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. And I'm going to, oh, we got everybody on there, so we're good. Nobody's. Yep, we're good. All right, so this is what you can expect if you're on hold. We do take callers in the in the order that you call in. So 731, you are the first caller tonight. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and give the first couple callers. we got 731-989 and 540. Those are our first three callers tonight, so you can kind of know uh, that you're coming up here pretty quickly. All right, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, all right, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Okay, so make sure, don't forget to introduce yourself. I may know who you are and, you know, you may have been here for a while and all that, And but you know, 100 years from now when someone stumbles across these episodes, they're going to want to know who's reading that poem. So make sure that you let us know who you are. Tonight you can't. We've got kind of full phone lines already, so tonight you can start out reading one poem. If you want to read a second one, just when you're done reading the first, hang up, call back in, press one again, and it'll put you back in the lineup, and you can just cycle through to read your second one if you'd like to. Alrighty. The only exception to this rule is if you've done your homework. So right now we're only doing one poem, but if you come back and you've done your writing exercise, you've done uh, your writing prompt, or you've done your Homework, which occasionally I will give you guys randomly throughout the show. If you've done that, you get to read your homework and you get to read the poem you planned on reading tonight. So that's the exception. You can read two poems if you've done your homework because that makes you teacher's pet. <laughs> All righty. So let's go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. Before I still have more crap to tell you. God, do I ever shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> make sure you introduce yourself. One poem. When you're done reading, make sure you give us your URL. Remember, we have a mature rating, so no bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. And let's get to our caller. <laughs> 731, you are on the air. Hello, now. I'm Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How are you? I am very good, Michael Todd. I was just shooting you a message before the show, but it started too quickly. And I was just going to tell uh-huh. you, yes, yes, I remember. In fact, I was just thinking of her today. So that's very strange. Oh. Well, that's good. That's good. And for our listeners, we're talking about a very close friend, Barbara Coke Wilson, who also wrote under the name, or still does, Barbara Svetlick. Mm-hmm. I got to know her when she was living in Florida. And uh, she lives out west now. Her and I have been friends way sent way back on MySpace days. You've probably known her long. You know me. I bet you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was. Uh, yeah. She was heavy into the Flex Riders. Um, and uh, occasionally she would come over and visit with me at the Harmony Riders, mm-hmm. Harmony Pub. I had, a, I had a Saturday show over there with Summer Storms and. Uh, Barbara would come over and hang out with us some. That was always fun. She's a really, uh, really neat woman. I mean, she she's consistently putting out really good work, first of all, as a writer. But, you know, I remember times when she would come over and she would read something and talk about it or see her commenting on someone's work as I was, you know, trolling around the, the blogs back then. And, and uh, you know, she's just, she's just an amazing, amazing person, very... Beautiful and poised and 
kind, you know, and supportive. And she just, yeah, she's awesome. I'm really glad that you're talking about her. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I gave you the uh, her blog page. So tell me your name. Her name is Barbara Spetlick on her page. No, 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 no. The name, the, the link you sent me was tell me your name. Oh well, that is the that's the most recent poem. That's her whole page you're looking at right there. Mm-hmm. So, so if you go to her whole page right there, which is uh, Barbara Svetlick S V E T L I C K dot blogspot dot com. That's her page. The what you're looking at. Tell me your name is her most recent poem. Mm-hmm. But I. I riffed the one before that the song May the 8th which was called Letter to My Ex I'm not going to read the letter to my ex it was really personal it was about closure or lack thereof or perceived or as many ways you can say it but I just read it and and uh, the, the comment that I left I tried to be entertaining to those I love so uh, I ended up writing a couple of, of haikus of all things but you know I'm not adept at that not at all but it just happened. So there. Uh, in the middle of my two haikus, I gave a disclaimer. Okay? And and I posted this on Facebook, which is neither here nor there. But I did put a picture of a carousel on there. You know, the merry-go-round? You know the one mm-hmm. with those horses, those horses that freak me out left and right? They have those faces? <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they just they distress me badly. I always have and I always will. I'll never get over it. And, and I, I tied in my uh, lack of resolve to, to them. So, anyway, I call this Haikus for Barbara. And uh, like I say there's two of them in that little, part, that little part in the middle that maybe explains it. Here we go. Haikus for Barbara. Climbing to the top where time is a flat circle. We run to or from. When we are smallish, we opt for the safe rides at the county fair. As we grow older, we soon become inquisitive about the big rides. The next steps become suspicious about the little kid's action. Then one day we come face to face with the face of an evil demon. No matter if we go forward or back, all have the same grimace. They are miserable, locked into the same path for all of their days. We have a chance to move on, but we feel we need a visible, viable reason. What if someone asked, why did you not want to ride this carousel? At some point, we realize what the correct answer has always been. Sadly, there's no one listening as we whisper, this is not for me. All day rides wristband, opportunities at hand, enter at own risk. In peace. That is phenomenal. And you're right, you don't normally write haikus, but you did a great job on both of those. And I love the one at the beginning. I love the paragraph in the middle and at the end. I love the whole message in it. That was phenomenal. Sweet. I love the I love the whole analogy too of the fair. 
you know, and all these things, you, you know, and, and we just have to say, this is not for me. There you that go. Realization. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Michael, Todd. Thank you, ma'am. You're very welcome. Well, it's all for me. I'm done. <laughs> Are you going to tell everyone how to find you? No, just go to Barbara's site. Don't worry about me. I don't exist. Uh, go visit her. Go read her stuff. She's great. She writes poetry. She writes books. She blows glass. I mean, she does everything. Seriously. She is amazing. She can do landscaping. She can teach you how to do a flower garden in your backyard. Amazing. <laughs> Still there? Still there? Again, her site is a block spot site. Spell her name. B A R B A R. A S D E T L I C K dot blogspot dot com. Now you know what time it is. I put that into the chat room. I do know what time it is. It's time for me to step aside, make room for the real poets, and y'all have a fantastic evening. And call me one night in the next week. I got something to talk to you about. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you, Michael. Awesome. All right, so our next caller comes from area code 989. 989, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is George Wiley. Hey, George. How are you? Hey, good. Nice day. Um, You know, uh, gardening, which is consuming quite a bit of time lately, a little bit of poetry, nothing really exciting at all. Just uh, (laughs) moving on. Sometimes no excitement can be a good thing too. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, that's <laughs> true. I, uh, I live for. Uh, I'm one of these people that I have to have something on the horizon, like to, to, to stay happy. So, for example, if I have something I'm going to do that's interesting or fun or something out on the horizon, it, I, I sort of build a walkway toward it. But if I don't. I think I find myself listless, and uh, so I just start planning more things off in the distance, uh, and um, it's more fun. Very cool. Okay. All right, my uh, poem here is called Water Dances on the Big Lake, and it was one I may have read here before, way back last spring or something, or last fall, but here it is. Water dances on the big lake. We spent many years at the big lake, watched closely by a huge, aggressive load of sky, which could be fickle as a fly, get angry as a wild boar, and then welcoming as a rose arbor. We perched there on the shore for two decades, large, unblinking windows aimed at the water. We gathered sunsets in a basket and raindrops in our hat at our breakfast on the dock, and sunburned beer in a boat. And, of course, wondrous sunsets of cerulean, presenting first with purple clouds, then growing like a phoenix, with brushed-on gold and orange and lure, hues of peace, and climaxing like a slow-motion demille showcase, backed by a soundtrack of geese and loons and the sadness of departure. After sunsets, we watched the fire-fit embers weave their way to the approaching Venus, and we witnessed 
the purple-black curtain of hesitant stars tenting slowly over us. With fireflies and marshmallows in our hair, we watched Ursa Major grow, heard the quiet murmur of trolling night fishermen. The lights on the distant shore moved with the water's edge and urged the night breeze into the, a jiggling song. And at dawn, the bigger fish ventured near the dock. If you sat on the dock, peering down through the water at the yellow sand, you could see their minnow-seeking walls shadow its way over the sand's geometric grooves. Local legend says Ojibwe families loved this west-facing shore where steady breezes kept mosquitoes at bay, and the old Saginaw Indian Trail was but yards away. Now, if you breathe in the lucid air, close your eyes and take it back 200 years. It is morning, and there are women waiting toward the drop-off with their fishing weirs, while nearby their children splash water into the sun, while I splash words at these memories. End of poem. I love that poem. Thank you. Everything about it, the imagery in that poem speaks to my heart. Is, Is the line, I want to make sure I got it right, the line was, um, fireflies and marshmallow in our hair. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, me back. Uh, yeah, with fireflies and marshmallows in our hair. That's of course, you know, trying to roast marshmallows, obviously, mm-hmm. and they always get sticky. Yeah, you know, they get sticky and all that. And the fireflies so get, get stuck in, in the marshmallows, hair. and that to me is probably <laughs> yeah. the most one of one of. If I were to sit there, and you know. Sliding into home base, you know, sliding into the pearly gates like home base, you know, on the seat of your pants, and you have to get up and brush yourself off and sit there and have a chat with St. Peter. I don't know all that religious stuff, but, you know, have to sit there and, you know, say, okay, St. Peter, this is what I did with my life. Are you going to let me in? And and we're sitting there chatting and BSing back and forth, you know, and, you know, sipping some coffee and talking about things. And if you were to ask me, you know, what are the ten best poetic lines you've heard in your life, that would be one of the ten. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm totally flattered. It's absolutely one of the coolest um, lines. It's one of those lines where you're really jealous that you didn't write it, and you want to take that person and duct tape them and put them in a closet forever and steal that line so no one knows it's not it's not yours because it's such a good line. <laughs> so just know well, that that you. line is so good, I would duct tape you over that, okay? Oh, I'll, I'll accept. I'll accept. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing that piece. Oh, okay. Now I'll step aside. Oh, um, I can. The only place I can be reached is uh, a Facebook page called George Wiley Writes, and it's awesome. not full of poems. Okay. Thank you. I will move over and let another person speak. Very good All right, George, if you decide you want to read again Honey, just press 1 and and 1 again And I'll put you back in the lineup, okay? Thank you very much, I will All right, babe, bye-bye All right, our next caller comes from area code 540540, you're on the air Hey, this is Philip Church down in Virginia Hey, Mr. Philip Church in Virginia, how are you? Oh, fair to Midland. How about yourself? I am doing very well. I had sushi for lunch today, 
It was so awesome. And actually, I, I went to Christopher, who hosts with me. Uh, we went to lunch, and I had I had a sushi lunch with Christopher for my birthday lunch, and it was just like awesome. And I am oh. I am I'm, I'm I'm fat and full of fish right now, and fish and rice and happy and content and hearing poetry. So it's the best day in the world. Oh, and happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. <clears throat> well, so you're uh, doing well. What's been going on with you this week? Oh, not much. You know, we've got a lot of rain down here, uh, especially at night. It's just been pouring. But uh, this weekend, uh, I'm going to be uh, doing a reading. It's a at a uh, gallery in Charlottesville, Virginia, called Gray Gallery, and the band Spectral Arts. Some uh, friends of mine, they'll be playing there too, and then I'm going to do some read some of my stuff, and so I've been, that's about all I've got on the, on tap for this week, but uh, looking forward to it this this coming Saturday. Do you have fireflies in Virginia? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I want, (laughs) I want, George was talking about, I want to, I, I want to live somewhere that has fireflies. I've seen them one time when I was driving through. We got fox fire. I even wrote a poem about that I might do for you sometime. Yeah, have you ever heard oh, of Fox Fire? Oh, those are those glowy, mushroomy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I, see, I, I'm jealous. You guys live in this, in this like, fairyland there. Fireflies <laughs> are the coolest things I have ever seen. Yeah, anyway. I, many times. Uh, I would find my way when I would go camping at night uh, because it would grow along the edges of paths. And it would make mm-hmm. like this little green trail right through the woods. <laughs> so. I've seen pictures. That's just crazy. I want to see it in real life. So let me know when it's all blooming and I will come visit. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna read my piece tonight. And uh, it's about something I guess everybody faces, uh, all writers face once in a while, called writer's block. Okay. And here we go. I don't feel like writing poems today. I have nothing profound or deep to say. There's nothing inspiring nor wise to tell in a stanza, sonnet, or a villanelle. Weary of trying to fit hand in glove some words of wisdom, pain, or love to waste the hours of the day and night, I don't want to have to take the time to write. There's no lofty ideals to be inscribed, no metered images to be described to give substance to parts of a dream, no word usage for a clever rhyming scheme with blank or free verse infatuation, no concern for proper punctuation. There's simply no care for iams to mount, no interest in the syllable count, Sometimes it seems to be so demented figuring out how words are accented. There's no wish to find the parameter to write verse in iambic pentameter. To write a poem today is too hard. I'll simply have to delay. I'm no bard. I loathe the idea of taking the time to contort verses in order to rhyme. I'm not going to shed one single tear. After all, everyone can't be Shakespeare. Though I studied poetry until I knew it, I refused to write. I'm not going to do it. And now I've read some great poets just to know them, but today 
I just do not want to write a poem. Ten poems. <laughs> you rebellious little cuss, you. All <laughs> 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 the time you're reading, I'm picturing you standing there with your your little tousled hair and your your fists in the your your hands, you know, clenching a little fist, and you're just got your feet standing there, and you're, I'm not going to do it, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic, fun, amazing. And if that's what you do when you don't write, well, we know what you do when you do write. So, yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So the next time you get writer's block, write about having writer's block. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get out of the way myself, so y'all can find me, Philip with one L, Philip Church on Facebook, Philip with one L, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, Church on Amazon, and uh, check me out, hit me up, and I guess I'll talk to you next week. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, appreciate you so much. Thank you for that great poem. All right, happy birthday. Thank you, baby. (laughs) Bye-bye. All righty. So I'm going to go ahead and give our next three callers so you know where you are. We have 504, 734, and 832. Those are our next three callers. All righty. So let's go ahead and grab 504. 504, are you with me? Hey, it's Cookie. How you is, baby? Happy birthday, Hi, my darling. Cookie. Thank you. How are you doing, sweetheart? Well, you know, all full of you. <laughs> you could, you know, what else could I want? Um, nothing, nothing else could I want. So, have you had a good year? Are you ready for a better one, even? You know, I have had a really good year. It's been a fun year, um, hectic, spinning too many plates, like always, like we all do. But it mm. has been a fun year. Oh, wonderful. This, you know, when you when you add them all up, the even even the the hard ones still had a lot of work it in it, <laughs> you know. Indeed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, but you see, we get to live with people like you, and I mean, if you were like actually just a regular people, you know, on that, I'm you're so much more. But anyway, so then <laughs> for us, it's like buku thrill, you know, beyond. And then we have to write poetry to to get it all to try to make sense, you know. Because yeah, um, I'm a normal person. <laughs> okay, we understand. <laughs> Just gotta say you gotta front that way. We know. <laughs> we know it's okay. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Um, so I wrote this this poem for you for your birthday. And um, and true to form, I thought I had it ready a long time ago, and then st- still fixing it today. When it, <laughs> I'm sure if I look at it tomorrow, I'll be fixing it tomorrow. But I got other stuff I got to get on. But I don't know. I don't know. We might. We might have it. Who knows? You know, they 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 yank you when they gotta yank you. You know. They do. So they really do. do. Um, yeah. So anyway, this one's for you. And it's called Spirit Wild. Okay. Yeah. 
I worship at the church of you. Inside you, all that's holy lives. Inside us, breath of God, the wind that swoop in loops of surfing gusts, gentle sweeps of palouse brush through sunray locks, slight strokes on cheeks and eyes that speak to know we rock the frequencies that tie the cosmos in a boat. The choir raised hosannas, flood and voices, birds, and set crickets sing as offerings ignite in sparks while stars collide, the night combust, cross seven billion light years ride. You're all creation inside my arms. Embrace the universe away, my shining angel priestess. Claim my preaching conscience as ordained by happenstance, kissed by vision quest, let me pontificate upon the ever evident state of your simple extravagance, your crystal chrysalis yet to set in time as throbbing orange thread spread spindles, spitting beaded plumes, a big chief fire, omega stomp, the wild chopper tulis, thunder spank, spirit wild, spirit splash. Thrash of tambourine bands and supercells compelled to leave the land, scraped of hate, beguiled and smitten, pursed in dazed wakes. The wakes of tongue crash kisses, way to sway, sun stung rape seed in the breeze of Joseph's nest purse home abandoned, waits to be his again, wail of wild witches been the thrust. The winding wide Nichibwana in the pistol shook zephyrs, spent past the Tillamook pastures across the vast Pacific. Let my gospel sell it. You're my bliss, my entrance dance, my white profane stains to outlast yellow fundamentals evangelized and thumps. Of Bible bones picked clean and facades gleaming liars shine. Your fire fan voodooans on stormy lurch in circles. Lois hump boas charmed till karma flicks its tail. Fortune obeys to guilt and glitter. Indigo filtered sacraments as tribute. You ride white lightning truth. No fate. Or Twitter chatter apropos, you know. Passion, mortals rack for feet. You and I breathe in, you and I by instinct breathe. Entangled subatomic leads, a soul to soul infinity chooses. I lose thought of all, not you. And lips to earth, I bow faced west, where first, goddess, you left me swoon. So never. Was my sky off tune, abyss, eclipse, or half a moon? End poem. Happy birthday. <laughs> I don't even know what to I'll, say. I'll that was message. so, so beautiful, Dwayne. Oh, um, I'll, send, so I'll put it in a message to you. Well, you see how you do me? I just got to try <laughs> to keep up with it. That's easy. <laughs> I, thank you. I will thank you for giving make it, it to across us. the stars if it makes you write poetry like that. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but you already do for me, so 
<laughs> I thought it was a little breezy. <laughs> oh, wait, I should have told you you're going to change skies now. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. Oh, that was, so you know, we've been friends for, for so long, and I am just mm-hmm. absolutely gobsmacked by your talent and always have been and just think you're incredible and I appreciate you and having you write that for me is just I can't thank you enough. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, thank you, my mighty muse. Thank you for everything you do for us. And um, you know, like I I can we can never thank you. I never intend to stop trying though. So um thank you for everything and I and I hope you have the you know, blessed year with, you know, shining health and, you know, never busy yourself with anything that doesn't just bring you joy. And, um, so I'm going to let that you get on to the show. Um, um, cookie. Yeah. You, you know, there's, we should, we should like, we should start a series of bumper stickers, the wisdom of cookie. And have that like down the bottom corner, oh, the, you know, like the small corner, the small right hand corner, of the thing, have it say, you know, the wisdom of cookie, and then have that be up there. Never busy with yourself with anything that does not, what do you say, does not make you happy? Yeah, bring, yeah, something like that. It depends on how it comes out. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, that should be a bumper sticker. The that sentiment's be, always the same. <laughs> you know, you, you remember when we, we watched Bill and Ted's Greatest Adventure, and they went forward in the future and found out that their song, you know, changed the world, and they're, you know, that's going to, that, 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 is going to change the world, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I'll be, bumpers, cool. I'll be happy to be stickers. one of them. <laughs> yeah. That, that, sound, that has a nice little rhythm to it. <laughs> cookie bumper stickers. Yeah. Bumper that sounds stickers, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, look, now we got a project. Like we needed another <laughs> we one. Do. <laughs> we do. All right, baby. Do All right, my heart. Uh, when I record it, I'm going to spin Please. Okay. Um. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook. Um. Dwayne Saint Romain or Moon Cookie. Anything that that has Moon Cookie on it. Um. With two E's at the end. That's kind of me. Um. I haven't been out much lately because I've been kind of spinning around in my own little things. Um. And and you know how they they'll get you. So. Um, if anybody, if I'm not, I'll peep in from time to time, and and if if you need me to see something, holler at me, and and I'll get there sooner or later. I will get there, and and when I come, <laughs> I'll bring something. Whatever you gave me, I'll give it back to you. So that's all I can do. And thank you, my heart, and you have a great. And we're so blessed by you. And um, so uh, I'm gonna let you get on. Um. With the show, and I'm gonna listen for a little bit, and I have some people coming over, so I ain't gonna be able to stay. But um, all right. So thank you, um, and thanks thank you, to Cookie. One Sapien and Star. All right, um, y'all have a great night. You too, love. Happy birthday! <laughs> I still gotta make you what a cheesecake, I guess, huh? A cheesecake. Yes. Key yeah. lime all cheesecake. Yes. Right. Mmm. Yum. Yeah. It, <laughs> all right, Cookie. Thank you, sweetie. I, I got you. <laughs> bye bye. <All> right. <laughs> bye. All right. Our next caller comes from seven three four seven three four. You're on the air. Well, hello, Nyla, and this is Dennis White from Michigan. Dennis, how are you, my darling? 
I'm doing wonderful. And then, and I heard some good news. I heard it was somebody special's birthday. And it so is. tomorrow. I, I, I would tomorrow. Yes. And so I'm not late and that's always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would like to say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nyla. Happy birthday to you and many more. <laughs> you should see the grin on my I'm grinning ear to ear so big that it hurts my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> that was that awesome. That was awesome. Thank you so much, Dennis. <laughs> now, Nyla, you're now, a good Nyla, well, well, thank you. Nyla, I know you're having a birthday, but you are way too young to go into a fossil museum. Oh. <laughs> you know, we were That'll talking about to that today. Few years. You know those TV shows where they come and they, they kidnap your car and then they, like, beef it all up and give it back to you? Yes. I have I have this little Ford truck that's my adventure truck. And well, it's all to hell, but Ford. it's what I take off, it's what I drive around <laughs> in when I go out on my fossil digs and stuff, which I do a couple times a year. I'll just take off up in the mountains by myself with my tent and and my snake bite kit and, <laughs> and go on fossil digs and just have fun. Um, but it's like, I want them to come steal my truck. And I want them to put a license plate on it that says, dig it. And, you know, I want them to, like, beef it all up and put skeletons on it. And, and um, <laughs> so, so going to a fossil museum, I am freaking tickled. I'm going to be excited. That's going to be a fun time for me. <laughs> I am telling you guys, yeah. I am really such a nerd. It's not even funny. I'll show you guys pictures. Uh, I'll show you guys pictures of my office sometime, and you'll understand. Well, sounds good to me. <laughs> but thank you for thinking I'm too young to see fossils. <laughs> you, you are I too young to be in a fossil museum. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a, a poem. Uh, you, you know when you get in the queue for this show, you never know where you're going to end up. And to be, to read right after Moon Cookie, now that is something I don't look forward to, but since I'm here and I'm in line, and it's my turn, I just wanted to say Moon Cookie was fantastic. What a read. And uh, it's, this is going to sound quite pale to what he's read, but I'll go for it anyway. <laughs> the title of my poem is Queen of the Nile. Queen Cleopatra was quite unique. She ruled Egypt, and she was chic. Often turned heads on Roman seas, the likes of Julius Caesar and Mark Antony. She was the last pharaoh of Plotney's file. This queen of Egypt ruled in style. She liked to mingle with Rome's elite, she added to her conquest was Caesar Sweet, their son, born on June 23rd, 
little cesarean became a household word. After Julius died, Antony vied for his space. And before too long, with Cleo, he embraced. They dodged the triumvirate and uh, that wanted their heads, but ran out of time, and Anthony lay dead. Cleo languished in her loss and cried with a gasp, Quick, somebody bring me my royal asp. That was the way I heard the story of the life and times of Cleopatra's glory. End of poem. <laughs> I love Cleopatra, first of all. I love the whole, you know, all of the history of Egypt and all of that stuff. And so that poem was very awesome for me to hear. That that was just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> this is this is an old gal, and it, it ought to make you feel a lot younger now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really weird about that, kind of serendipitous of that? I, I inherited my grandpa's junk drawer, and... You know, I, I've got this, this this box of stuff, and I was looking through it because uh, I recently moved, and I'm cleaning up the garage and finding rooms for everything and stuff. And and I was going through this box with his doodads in it, and I found this coin. So I sat down, and I started looking it up, trying to find it on the Internet, seeing if I could figure out what this coin was. It's huge, and it's bronze. And it is from the year 283 B.C., it's an Egyptian wow. coin, and it has Zeus on one side of it, on the front of it, and it has an eagle holding a lightning bolt on the other side of it. But imagine how, I mean, seriously, that 280, either 83 or 89, I can't remember, I've got it written down, B.C., before Christ. That's an old coin from Egypt. That is an old coin, and, and it, what what special finds to, to go through... Uh, leftovers and, and things that are left to us by our uh, ancestors, our grandparents, and whoever it be, what what special treasures that we find and uh, how special they are to us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's little things that inspire us, but I hold that coin in my hand, right? And I think when that coin was made, there was still the Library of Alexandria. Wow. Yes. It, it still existed. All that stuff was still inside there. It hadn't burned yet. You know, it's it's. You realize all the history. You know, it's almost like going back in time. When you're holding that in your hand, and you close your eyes. You know, and and when that was being, when that was made, that's what the world was. It's just really cool. So, hearing that poem tonight made that even cooler for me. Thank you. Well, thank you for allowing me to share it. And you have such a wonderful show here and in such a great format. And uh, uh, we appreciate it so much. Uh, for you, I know I know. Uh, doing a show like this, there's a lot of hard work and sacrifice. And we appreciate all you have done for us. And we need to show that appreciation. And uh, I will continue to do so. So, I'm going to move, uh, step aside and let the next poet step up to the mic. My poetry, if anyone's interested, uh, it can be found at allpoetry.com. I write under the name of Haiku Bless You, and that's where you might find some of my work. If you, if you want to find some wacky stuff, 
But anyway, I'm going to step aside. I'm going to step aside and let the next poet step up to the mic. And I'm going to say God bless. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you soon. If you want to read another one, just jump back in line, okay? Uh, All right. Happy birthday, birthday girl. Thank you, my dear. (laughs) Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832, possibly, if I can get this unmuted. 832, are you with me? Yes, I am. Good evening. Happy birthday. This Thank is Amelia much, T. Davis calling from Houston, Texas. It is good to hear from you, Amelia. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You see, I can't sing, so <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that was that was a horrible attempt. But anyway, <laughs> and it was beautiful, and I appreciate it. Thank you. <clears throat> well. You know, I'm a big fan of Soldier Blue, Blue. And um, back in April, uh, my papa was my step-grandfather. He was Cherokee and Caucasian. And so um, the Indian, uh, indigenous people have always had a special place in my heart. And so I wrote this poem back in April, but I'd like to dedicate it to Soldier Blue, Blue, Tonight, it's called Indigenous Americans. Native Americans, also known as American Indians, Indians, Indigenous Americans, and other terms, are the indigenous people of the United States. There are over 500 federally recognized tribes within the U.S., about half of which are associated with Indian reservations. This means the people were living here for thousands of years, long before it was conquered and settled. Over the last many hundreds of years, the American Indians have formed tribes, hunted, lived, and prospered on this great land. They were overall a peaceful people who enjoyed family, prayer, and creativity, and appreciation and respect for nature was of the utmost importance. American Indians viewed nature as a gift from God, which should be revered and treated properly at all times. Although most American Indians claim to have lived on their territory since the beginning of time, Some would claim that they migrated here in prehistoric times by way of the Barren Strait land bridge. Many believe that most came from Siberia. While the American Indians had lived in solitude for much of their lives, when the Europeans came and discovered America, things became less peaceful. Indians were suddenly forced off their land and made to relocate. Wars were fought and blood was shed. While some Indians eventually sided with the white man, many others refused to surrender to their harsh ways. A large number of tribes migrated to the western part of the country, mostly due to Andrew Jackson's Indian Removal Act of 1830. After years and years of struggle, American Indians are finally getting 
the much-deserved respect that they should have received long time ago. Museums have been erected all over the country showing tribute to this great people and educating the public about their history and rich heritage. While the number of American Indians still living today is much fewer than it was centuries ago, their people still remain strong and proud of who they are and what they have become. When blowing through the frog, that fearful, fateful day on the rock, posing as friends yet had greed in their hearts, here to steal, rape, and murder, they called them savages, yet they were the ones who committed the atrocities. Blood flowed from coast to coast as they crossed the land like locusts. Finally, after all they held sacred was destroyed, they were herded like animals, set apart in a desolate part of the land to be forgotten. Liquor was introduced to them to break their souls. Nearly an entire race of people destroyed. The crimes against humanity ignored. So loving were they that when they were being slaughtered, they took in and rescued the runaway slaves, giving them safety. Hundreds of years later, their plight still not acknowledged or corrected. Their nation still held in others' hands, never restored. None of the injustices apologized for as their sorrow and dehumanization continues. When will history be rectified? When will the power be given back to those who own it so long ago? When will the United States of America cleanse its soul by doing what's right, a great debt owed to these great and loving people? When, America, when? Musings of Amelia T. Davis and Peace. That was beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you. You are very welcome. I I noted all the homework assignments, so I should have um, a bunch of things for you next week. I love it when you do homework. I know, because it happens so rarely. (laughs) (laughs) If if this were a classroom, you were definitely my social butterfly. All right. Well, much love. And Soldier Blue, that was for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Much love. Blessings to everybody. Continued success and have a fabulous, wonderful, happy birthday. Thank you, Amelia. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Great read. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, hon. Bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give our next three cards. We have 903, 256, and 832. All right. So 903, are you with me? Yes, I am. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Show. How are you doing, Nyla? Hey, Eric. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing all right. I'm still getting my butt kicked at work. So I had a long. A, a good day of butt kicking work never hurt anyone, and that's you really are getting your butt kicked literally. Can't hear you. We lost. Just lost you, hun. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> there you, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I got aches and pains all over. So. But I guess it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, happy early birthday. 
Nellis. Thank you. And uh, I got a suggestion for you. Uh, What's when that? When I was a kid, I used to be several things, and an archaeologist was one of them. And I think you should change your bumper sticker to excavate it instead of dig it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I would be dangerous yeah. with an excavator. Oh my God, that would be. You know, I've got a I've got a little hand shovel, and my I've got all the you know the, the little picks and the chisels and yeah. you know, all my little rock splitters things. I'm so, seriously, <laughs> you guys just put, I even have my little hat that I wear, and I go out there and nobody can see me. I don't care, you know. And, right. and I'm I'm really like you know the 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 Laura Croft of rock splitter out there with my little you know my tent and all my stuff. It's so funny, but. An excavator? Oh my God! I think my toes just curled. <laughs> I I want a flipping excavator. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's so funny. Awesome. Get out of my way! Well, I don't care if it's a national I don't know forest. If right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've read this one yet or not, but uh, it's uh. It's about freedom of speech, and it's about the First Amendment, too. Okay. So this this poem is, was inspired, uh, well, the, it's the structure of they're coming to take uh, me away. The So, I, so I'm writing a book, and it's uh, the Offensive Guide to Poetic Injustices. And uh, so each, each poem has the same structure as that song, because I really like it, but it also it was inspired by it, too. So, All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. They're taking away our First Amendment freedoms. Remember when the First Amendment of our Constitution actually meant precisely what it says? This is a quotation. Congress will make no law respecting establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or or of the press, or of the right of people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government redress of grievances, end quote. Remember when the government used to adhere the freedoms of our First Amendment before they decided to start intervening by telling us what we can think, say, and not say? do and not do because it might be too triggerable, too offensive, too radical, too racist, too sexist, too prejudiced, have too much bigotry in it, too homophobic, too transphobic, too xenophobic, too supremacist, too nationalist, too fascist, too communist, too liberal, too democratic, too republican, too libertarian, too conservative, too anarchist, too authoritative, too totalitarian, too Christian, too atheistic, too agnostic, too theological, too Buddhist, too Hinduist, too pagan, too Wiccan, too philosophical, too long, too short, too destructive, too blasphemous, too heretical, too sacrilegious, too raunchy, too far-fetched, too racy, too sexually explicit, too perverted, has too much sexual innuendos in it, be too vulgar, be too obscene, be too obscure, be too absurd, be too uncouth, be too unconventional, be too lewd, be too lotty, be too upfront, be too blunt, be too gaudy, be too extremist, 
and everything else that is too too politically incorrect. To anyone who can't comprehend a joke, an opinion, a fiction, a fictitious fact, or even a known fact, but not an extremely unpopular one by the masses. Remember when the government came out and said all news is fake news and even fired certain journalists because of it? This intervention is a violation of our freedom of of the press, is it not? Remember when the government first told the press that they can and cannot, what they can and cannot say on television, in newspapers, magazines, books, pamphlets, and even essays? Isn't that another intrusion of a freedom of press? Remember when Kathy Griffin got fired because she had a political cartoon of our president Donald Trump's head in her hands? Is this not a violation of freedom of the press as well? Remember when all the other times that the government has censored, banned, and burnt books because they were not what they considered to be literature or even saw some of them as threatening to the populace? Remember when the Dixie Chicks were in France and said something bad about President Bush and their music and themselves were banned in America for years? Is this not a violation of our freedom of speech? Remember when Justin Carter posted a sarcastic joke on Facebook and the government took it as a terroristic threat because he said that he is messed up in the head and that he needed to go shoot up a kindergarten school and it was just months after Sandy Hook, Newton, Connecticut's elementary school was being shot up at the time that he said this. So they imprisoned him and supposedly he was physically abused there, and he was forced to go into into solitary confinement for his protection. And now he is on bail for $500,000 by an anonymous donor and is still facing charges and still in and out of court. Isn't this a violation of freedom of speech as well? Remember when the government made the law where you have to have a permit and a certain number of people in order to protest and counter-protest legally? Is this not an infringement on our freedom of peacefully to our freedom to peacefully assemble? Remember when the government actually adhered to separation of state and church? Now how it hypocritically still says that it doesn't favor any one religion but practices Christianity's holidays at the White House and several courthouses even have Christianity's Ten Commandments and or crosses in them, and even hospitals and clinics have paintings of Jesus Christ in them. Are these not obtrusions of our freedom of religion by the government's bias towards one religion? Remember the last time the government actually heard, listened, comprehended, and changed the woes of the populace because they actually saw a problem with the people's grievances? Isn't this a disobedience of our freedom to petition the government with our grievances. That's in peace. Great job on that. Absolutely great job. And thank you so much. You are very welcome, sweetie. And thank you for the uh, the message on my page. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was a different way for me to say happy birthday. Uh, I came up with Mary uh, anniversary of your existence a long time ago actually back in college, and then someone told me that they heard the same thing from someone else, but I didn't get it from that person, so then I made it. Uh, I hope you have a blast, 
or I hope you have a great day or whatever, you know, celebrating yourself. So I made yeah, it more I thought that line was, it says, Merry Happy Anniversary of Your Earth. Merry Anniversary of Your Existence. Hope you had a blast celebrating yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely. So yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, go have well, fun that's, celebrating that's you. Yay. Point. Go team. Blue team. Go. <laughs> that's right. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. You're welcome, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. All right. Uh, this is Eric Nelson Manley Showman. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, Eric Nelson Manley Showman. All four names. Uh, and then I have a like page on Facebook. And it's poet Eric Nelson Manley Shulman. I'm on Palm Hunter. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shulman. I'm on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shulman. I'm on Twitter. It's Eric Nelson Manley Shulman. That's about it for now. Very cool. All right, sweetie, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, if I get off, if I get off on time. Yay! So, All right. I get off work on time. So. Appreciate you being here, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. That's always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for the platform and uh, thanks for the show. And I'll talk to you next week. If I if I am, I'll let you know. All right, hun. Sometimes I work <laughs> Thank late. Thank you. Sometimes I okay. work late hours, so I can't you know I can't help it. But I know, I know. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it here tonight. You have a great night, sweetie. Relax a little, okay? Thanks, and yeah, I'm definitely relaxing. All right. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Bye. All right. Next three callers, 256-832 and 240. Let's go ahead and bring on 256. 256, you're on the air. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Happy birthday, Nyla. May all your wishes come true. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, we were That was awesome. We were celebrating a birthday today, actually. Uh, uh, a hunter and fisher and pretty much a river man named Steve, who's a friend of mine, actually celebrated his 70th today. That's awesome. Yeah. So I thought that's kind of neat. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did my homework. Did you? Oh, I'm so glad. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yep. I took those three song titles and I made a poem out of it. <laughs> All right. So remind everybody what the song titles are again. Okay. Life on Mars, Where Eagles Dare, and Out of Hell. And that was them. And the title of this is Askew View. Can't compare life in secured affluence to the dark life hard as the streets. While in safety, you can ponder if life on Mars. Impoverished thoughts, hard truths, souls in retreat. With no thoughts of want, no need to seek escape, an existence where life's basics of little concern. Some poor seek getting high beyond where eagles dare, but no escape out of hell, hearts crash and burn. We are of haves 
and have-nots, but all human, not merely valued in dollars and cents. In compassion and conscience, we find the power of our collective humanity's ascent in peace. That was incredible. So what was going on? What pushed you to write that piece? Well, actually, um, the idea that I can remember when people valued the merit of compassion and charity. Mm-hmm. These were attributes that were really valued. And now they just throw out that label, taker. It's a taker. And it's almost as if it gives them a rationalization to be basically detached. And that's not the case. I mean, there are people out there struggling just for the day-to-day. And, you know, like I said, we're all human, you know. You know, you can't, you can't value a human life based on monetary measurement. It, you know, all souls are of value, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where that came from. And I got started on that idea. And then I went into basically a blue-collar rant. <laughs> it's about the only thing I can describe <laughs> this as. Because I began to realize that a whole lot of these high-dollar, high-end fashion fads are basically being made by oppressed hands. And that's what prompted this. And the title pretty much says it. Swoosh this, bitches. Amalgamated, incorporated, mass-created, hawk-unabated, highly overrated, status-associated, media flatulated. They advertise, then celebratize, to capitalize on marketing lies, then supersize, to monopolize. The same oppressed hands that add that high-end swoosh, same ones make the no-name brands bargain stores push. Here's my fashion statement, quote, fits my mind and budget to a T. I'm clothed enough to cover my ass, so don't fucking arrest me. No problem hitting the bargain basement bins, nor any shame found in used but good shelves. Greed-driven high-end fads, swoosh this, bitches. You're cordially invited to go fuck yourselves. End peace. <laughs> you know, I, I want to know how you really feel, because it's not good when you hold things in like that. It's just not <laughs> healthy. It causes too much stress. You know, <laughs> you, you really, really need to work on saying what you mean. <laughs> yes, I know. I've had such a sheltered life. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was fantastic, sweetheart. My pleasure. And again, happy birthday. Thank you, baby. Do me a favor, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you. Well, let's see. Uh, you can find me in the public group Outlaw Poets. You can find me in another small group, Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. You can find me in the anthology group, The Garden of Poetry and Prose. Of course, on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, I was also on The Vibe, which reminds me, there's a gentleman named Rob that said he wanted me to tell you hello. I guess it's been a while since you guys talked. Mm-hmm. And that he's going to try to make it over to your show. That would be awesome. Tell me, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. Yes, and I was, I had to put a shout out here to Mama Oladeji. There was a celebration of Mama and about moms that they did. And it was a blast. It was a blast. I mean, it, 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 it was like a tribute to her and to mothers. And it was wonderful. I, I was, oh, I was so happy to be a part of that. I really was. Um, and, of course, I'll be on World Poetry Open Mic tomorrow night. And there, there's a couple other spoken word venues that you might be able to catch me on. Well, that would be awesome. I'm kind of spreading it out now. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many places in so little time. <sighs> yes, but we're going to try anyway. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. You deserve to be heard. All right, oh. sweetheart. So we will talk to you next week? Yeah, and I might just go ahead and pop off and pop back on and see if I can get one more in. That would be awesome. I would appreciate that. On to the next. All right, honey. Thank you so much. And thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832-832. You're on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm trying to muddle my way through the days as they come at me. Um, well, uh, I am quite happy to be here. Fr- huh? Well, I'm glad to be here, as always. And uh, happy birthday to you, being a, another you. May birthday. And uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't say anything on it yet last week because I really wasn't uh, kind of like connecting anything. But you have your rescheduled surgery the day before my birthday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you said you're saying you're doing it on the 23rd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my birthday is the 24th. <laughs> wow. So I'll think, yeah. be thinking of you when, I'll, when I'm all looped out. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I'll be putting some good words in the air for you when it's coming up to that point. Because so, I know what it is to go under the knife. You know what I'm saying? I know what it is to go under the knife. And I don't want to do it anymore. I don't have to. That's Wednesday. I go in for the surgery on Wednesday. 
and right. I'll be on the show Thursday. So you, I'll be here. Everything will be okay. It's all oh, good. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, uh, as uh, and just uh, to uh, give some acknowledgement there, I appreciate Miss Amelia and uh, the work that she read this evening. I, um, I thank you for that. And um, just uh, one notation, and I would like to say beforehand, not as a critique or uh, a negative, but rather just a furthering of, uh, I guess, broadening the scope more more than anything. That I wish that I wish her to take it that way, because it's not like I say, it's not a critique. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do any any of that. But uh, as one of my elders explained it, and I and I wholeheartedly agree with it, uh, we do not, uh, or I should say, traditional people. Uh, let me let me make that part part clear as well, because obviously everybody amongst the native people makes their own choices as to how they self-identify. Um, but among uh, traditional folks, we tend not to use the word American in any part of it because our, our people America wasn't, are, you, yeah, are it wasn't older. America for you. Exactly. We are older than America. We are of Turtle Island, and that is from one of the creation stories. And there are various and uh, many ways of, the, of, uh, of how that has been uh, described in stories of amongst many peoples. Um, so I just wanted to add that. I mean, just as like, again, just as a furtherance of, uh, of broadening the scope and nothing, nothing uh, uh, as, a, as a negative in, in that sense. Uh, on another note, though, it was kind of interesting, you know, one of the, the prompts that you gave earlier this evening. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had an instance come up where someone, was, you know, I was in a, I was in a social situation, and we were talking, and you know, and there's this this uh, this nice looking girl, and I just, you know, I wouldn't really want to try to do anything as far as you know, like get next to her or anything like that. I just wanted to say hello because you know it's nice well, to just say hello to a pretty, pretty, you know, no, 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 not even. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> get not. Oh, I'll remind you of that. Of that. I will, I, will, I will remind you of that poem of that poem that I appropriated from uh, another poet uh, as to how I feel about romance. And, uh, but in any case, um, the, the 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 gist of this one was because it really kind of knocked me back in terms of you know because I mean I, I I can't I'm sorry it doesn't cost anything to be courteous to people there is no there is no hook in someone saying to someone else hello and just being polite. That doesn't mean that you're inviting them into your life or yada, 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 or whatever. So, so I, you know, I went over and I said hello, and her first response was, who are you? And it's like, what? <laughs> I don't even know you, and I'm just trying to say hello, and that's it. You know, I, I was perfectly happy to walk away after that, but it's like, you know, wait. <laughs> so that was... So that was when I wrote my response, uh, my response, uh, poetic response, I guess you'd say, that you know, if I ever did see her again, I would have, I would have said, but uh, uh, events transpired that that never happened. But I, but it, it, it's also one of the few poems that I ever re- wrote that I actually bothered to memorize. 
<laughs> because most of my stuff is just too doggone long to even do any of that with. Because someday, like, somewhere, you know, you're going to see her again, and you better have it with you. Oh yeah, it's going to be that. It's going to be that long roundhouse from the right, you know. But the the, the poetic response, you know, the the question obviously was, "Who are you?" And the response is, "I am a strange passenger on an endless flight, where death is but a doorway to a broader night." You know, well, if she asked my, you that, that you had said that to her, she'd have freaked out yeah. anyway. <laughs> oh, she probably would have. That was that, but that would have been that would have been just fine by me because I would have been I would have enjoyed that seeing her jaw drop, you know. Or or she would have gone. <gasps> you are so blue. <laughs> no, no, I would at that point I would have been saying check please. <laughs> exactly. Where, where, where's the check? Here, Time to go. Let me throw my panties at you, Soldier Blue. No, Come no. Here. Just say no. Be my Just say friend. no. Step away from the crack pipe. <laughs> Step away from the crack pipe. Put the crack pipe down. <laughs> oh my God. No, okay, I, but so you know, like I say, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where you just say, well. You know, hey, if I'd have really been on it, I'd have, I'd have, this is what I would have said. Well, that mm-hmm. that that was my crafted response to that. Okay, I'm um, with you. I'm just teasing you now. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, but uh, again, you know, you know where I'm at with all of that because we've, we've mm-hmm. uh, got the, the pages behind us to show for it. Um, but anyways, uh, this piece is called Dead Becoming, and it was just kind of an interesting piece that came out, uh, a work, I will say, because it's not a piece. I tend not, I try not my best not to use the word piece because it's like, okay, well, if this is a piece, then which piece of me is it? No, it's not a piece. It's a work. Um, Any case, um, this work is called uh, Dead Becoming. A dead forest cannot fall twice. Shadow shapes drop, no regrets, no offense to give, none to take. Black dogs at midnight sniffing the bones of story left behind in the heat of the day. Nocturnal misgivings misrepresent themselves, and we are reminded that all who wander are not lost. The travels of cardboard wheels, forced air, the careless gestures of SUVs, cars, trucks. Sometimes we travel wretched flat like road flotsam cardboard box mutilated by our own road travels oh we bend we break we become distorted or sometimes stuck in between bombarded with the injustices we see between steel and asphalt we just lose a piece of ourselves black dogs at midnight can smell the rot of broken imported skins of weight long since abandoned, a flash of sun, flash of degraded light, darkness, the searing gape of neon halogen headlights, a thunder gaff of orchestrated night. Or are they just shadows shuffling, snuffling roadside, waiting to suck us in? Chonge, chonu, tronge. Black, sleek shapes, fireflies endure the folds of a sleeping sky. Wary canine eyes follow the curious lines of regular journeys. 
Journeys made back, a return by nape of neck. The drums that raise our blood, slips of paper become books of dreams, torn pages, rat bag, princes. No one gets it all. Schodzeno. And everything returns unto smoke. Drums of ashen glory. Black dogs scream, howling all heralds of midnight. Bone raids. Cold season carries its own stories. Discarded caricatures of need. Cardboard disintegrates. We just bleed. Wabin. Process and raw materials, a dead forest cannot fall twice. And everything we see is just dreams. It is time to go home. We are the ghost road born, walking piece by piece. Nonke, Ujonge, Ubechni. And peace. Fantastic job on that on that work. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. See, yeah, see, I just, I'm uh, trainable. Just, I was looking at. A, <laughs> oh, hey, you know. Well, I mean, it's like I say, it's just a, it's 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 like putting yourself in that state of mind because you know, even though you know, there's they may there may not be a trophy with everything that we write, it's still something we write. So therefore, it's a work. And whether it's a work in progress. Or a finished work, it's still a work. It's our work. I agree. So there you have it. But no, I just I just uh, so I just uh, got to, I was driving down literally driving down the road one day and I saw this cardboard box tumbling underneath all kinds of cars and vehicles and it's like, oh, <laughs> let's see what that can what we can do with that. That's what I call. Uh, liter- I mean, literally, that was what a, what would be a, a drive-by image. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I I enjoy when those when they come up and they actually you know take me further than just just the starting place. But you can find me at Facebook at the uh, Rafe Wild Soldier in parentheses Soldier Blue, and that's me. Very cool. All right, sweetie, great job. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. And I can't wait to see what you bring next week. Oh, I got some slammers next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's like first you got to put the band-aid on, and then you just then you just kind of rip it off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. Really. Oh, okay. I, that works for me. I'm, I've got no problem with with band-aid ripping. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just more. It's it's just more. Just like let's get down to the to a place where everybody can feel the feel that awareness. But it comes yeah. down to it. awareness and education. That's always been my thing. Perfect, and it has. And you're amazing at it. All right, Soldier Blue. Great job. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you. Thank you. Hun. Thank you, ma'am. All, All right, right. bye bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Good evening, Naila. How you doing? It's Joe the and Happy birthday to you. Hey, sweetie, I'm doing great, and thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're more it than welcome. It's really good to hear from you. Oh, always a pleasure. Pleasure for me as well. 
I have a short piece today. It's called The Mosaic. Shards of vivitas and broken images. Grouted seams of unmatched borders. As complicated as a sliver is, closer looks can explain the architecture. Rough textures look smooth to the eye. Misshapen pieces happily fit in. A puzzle of life is never completed. Doing too much can make you blind. Stand back and see the beauty. It binds to form the perfect picture. It's clear now. The edges become one. I can make out what was seen in conception. The misdirection of light and shade. Art is made from vision and thought. Poetry. The mosaic's heart. In poem. That was incredible. And you know, that one, it sounds beautiful to hear you read. But that would also read very, very well on paper. You know, some, some poems are definitely meant to be read on paper, and, and there's some pieces, like there's stuff that I've I've written that's definitely a spoken word piece. You know, it it just wouldn't hold its own weight on paper as it would as a spoken word, because there's some theatrics that go into spoken word, some spoken word piece. Performance poetry, I think, is what I would call it, because that's different than spoken word um, when you yes. get into performance poetry. But that one, it, it's a it's a really strong piece. When you can read it and you know that it's going to have, it, it makes you want to go, you hear it, but you want to go back again and read it on paper because you want to, you want to play between the lines. You want to read, you want to, you know, that, I mean, it's a, for me, that's a really big compliment um, to be able to want to thank go back and, and read it on paper as well. Just great job on it. Great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you can find me on Facebook under Joe Perry, also known as Joe the Rebel Mind Dancer. And you can also catch me in Myrtle Beach at the Poetry Festival. I was performing there so on June third, uh-huh. so check me out. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever saw Fireflies I was driving to Myrtle Beach. Awesome. I was in Colorado and driving to Myrtle Beach and I drove through and saw the Fireflies. Myrtle Beach is awesome. It's beautiful there. Yes it is. Yes it is. It is. If I was close, I would definitely be sitting in the front row throwing, I don't know, what do you throw at poetry readings? Roses. I'd throw you roses. Absolutely. That'd be great. That'd be great. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, Joe. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you being here. And, uh, you know, if you can get someone to do it, you should have them record it on the cell phone or something like that and and post it so we can be there with you. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. That'd be cool. All right, sweetie. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, baby. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. So our next caller comes from area code two one nine two one nine. You're on the air. Hey, brother. Oh, thank you so much for the birthday message. That was very sweet of you. You're welcome. No, you're welcome. Very sweet. So, what's going on with you tonight? What did you bring us? What's What's good? Uh, got a poem there that sold several years ago. It's called "Don't Judge Me Unless You Have Walked a Mile in My Shoes." Okay. 
Do not judge, or you too will be judged. But in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of dust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Now, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and at the same time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will clearly, then clearly see to remove the speck. From your brother's eye, Matthew 7, 1 through 5. These profound scriptures in the New Testament instruct us not to judge people unless you have walked the mom in their shoes. And not to point out their flaws and mistakes, particularly if you can't see your own flaws and mistakes. Several years ago, I came across a Facebook post about passing down judgment on people. When I read it, it impacted me to the degree that I reposted it to my page because it was the absolute truth. Now, here is the official transcription of that text. Sitting here driving, thinking about how judgmental we as humans can be sometimes. I know so-called Christians who will convict you and condemn you to hell because you don't go to church. Now, they go to church every week faithfully and still have a relationship with someone else's man or woman. I know people who don't smoke or drink that were judging those who do and have more of a fool than those who do drink and smoke. I know many people who judge their happy single friends while they're married to live in hell. The point I'm making is Thank God, judge. You are not smart enough nor wise enough to judge anyone. You only judge those in the areas that you're good in. In the areas you lack in, you won't even speak on. The real deal is we judge others based on their actions. We judge ourselves based on our intent on their intentions. I mean, what gives us the right as human beings to cast judgment down on people we don't even know or those who mind their own business unless they walk the mile in their shoes? If you're going to judge somebody, judge them by the, according to the content of their spirit and character, not by their race, skin, complexion, ethnic background, physical characteristics, Degree of education, religion, sexual orientation. I am not in the position to pass down judgment upon any of you or point out your flaws and mistakes because I have never walked a mile in your shoes. Therefore, I consider myself to be neither superior nor inferior to anybody. My philosophy is I don't have the heaven or hell to put you in because no man or woman is perfect. We are all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I really don't care what you look like on the outside. It's what's on the inside that counts. And you know what is so sad, my brothers and sisters, is always the people that you know the least that were judging the most. When you judge another person, you define him or her. You don't define him or her. You define yourself. 
Don't criticize someone else's flaws and mistakes if you can't see your own. We can never judge the lives of others because each person knows only their own life experiences because they never walked them out in your brother and sister's shoes. So it's one thing to feel that you're on the right path, but it's another to think that yours is the only path. My final message to all of you is who feel that it's your right to judge me. What gives you the right to judge me based upon what you heard about me or to make assumptions about my character? Then you want to point out my flaws and mistakes. Unless you're walking my little brother old shoes, you have absolutely no right to cast now judgment upon me. No human being living and yet to be born is not God. For he is my one and only judge down here on this earth. That's that piece. And Paul. Always strong on your convictions. Absolutely incredible, sweetheart. Great job on You're it. Welcome, You're <laughs> welcome. Absolutely phenomenal. All right, so do me a favor, Brother O, and tell everyone how they can come find you. If those of you who are not connected with me on Facebook, you can find me on the Omar Brother O. Gatling. You can read all my original works and follow follow me during my poetic travels throughout Chicago and northwest Indiana, and pretty soon the nation. Thank you. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. I'll be here next week. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. And uh, fantastic job. And thank you again for the birthday wishes, okay? You're welcome, Nala. Have a enjoying right. day. <laughs> thank you, hon. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, guys. So our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Doing great. It's good to hear from you. I was going to sing you happy birthday for tomorrow, but a lot of people sing it already. (laughs) But I'll tell you happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it, sweetheart. That's awesome. <laughs> Aww. So um, I was going to read a poem that I wrote a while back called Technological Advances, and my name is Shelly Gambino. I'm I just thought you'd write a poem about shoes or something this week. Oh, my God. You made me laugh so hard. Oh, my gosh. And I needed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> because my my bedroom, I tore it all up because I'm painting all my walls and my ceilings and everything in this bedroom in this house. and. I got everything in my whole house in this bedroom because I built this addition. So I'm just like a little piece of like dust sitting in this room of shit all around me. And I got shoes <laughs> and I got shoes and I got shoes. <laughs> just made me laugh. Oh, and I didn't do my homework. Oh my God. I'm so mad now. Uh, I, as I was talking about shoes, I'm like full throttle and I forgot about it. So gosh, dang it. I will do that. I will get that done. I did not forget. <laughs> 
That it's whenever you get it done, it's fine. There's no time limit on this stuff. Yeah, I I just I just when you're talking about shoes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I was supposed to do something. <laughs> oh, and probably throw about ten pairs of shoes away. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, I got bit you by. You don't even know the, seriously how bad it is. I mean, I oh, for you? I I when I moved the last <laughs> the time, I gave away probably fifty pairs of shoes. Not even joking to Hannah, my friend who wears the same size shoes as me. And donated a whole bunch more, and I still have like four or five boxes of shoes. <laughs> I believe it. I probably have some from high school, <laughs> and I'm forty something. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I, I totally, I believe you because I got them everywhere. <laughs> like every room in my house except for my bathroom is a pair of shoes. Because <laughs> you have to wear them with a specific outfit. Like, oh my God, I got this dress. These shoes have to go with this dress. I mean. It's just a weird thing, but I, I feel you. That's <laughs> oh, sad. I should count them one day. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I made this deal that for every pair of shoes I bring home, I have to get rid of two. Okay, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I need to do that. Is your wardrobe the same, or is it just more shoes? No, if I bring home my... a piece of clothing, I have to get rid of three. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to get rid of ten. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll be naked. I have nothing. Yeah. I've given it all away because I've got too much home. I'll <laughs> never leave my house again. <laughs> <laughs> leave in a bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Oh my. I'm, I'm going to have to because, like, it, it just gets ridiculous. And I just think, like, not throwing it away is, like, we know, like, how much it costs to replace that. And I don't know about you, but I don't make that much money. And you know what I mean? Like, go buy a pair of jeans for 50 bucks. Well, it's 50 bucks you're throwing away. It's not really about the article anymore. You know, like you attach that to that. In my mind, I do anyway. Oh, so. <laughs> so tell me um, what yeah, you I brought got, tonight, love. I brought a poem called Technological Advances. I was going to read tonight. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> I am. Okay. Okay, it says, in this modern day, we are all apart. Options are limited. Embrace the change. Robotic people, humans no more with chips for brains, no capacity to store, can't think for ourselves, programmed to love, programmed to hate, changes constantly, depends on who you affiliate, social networking, who next to offend, we all have our own opinion, what is right, what is wrong, laws changing by the day, superseded by governmental supremacy, this is the way it is, the way it has got to be. I'll promise you the stars if you just vote for me. Political platforms of programmers pushing their views on what is right for me and what is right for you. iPad, notepad, smartphones, computers, i.e., but are they right for society? Taking away the impersonal. Don't forget a GPS chip inserted at your birth so anyone can find you any place on earth. Life has no privacy anymore. Everyone knows what's behind your door. Compassion is gone. No more empathy. Faith is removed in our godless society. Customer service? People are no longer nice. Love thy neighbor? Erect a fence is one's advice. Selfishness abides for one and for all, as we are getting programmed to take the fall. Computers are prophesized as the web, and we are all insects, entwined, twisted, and exploited as bait. The rapture is guaranteed, but only if we believe. 
The ugliness of mankind falls upon our poisoned minds, trapped in a world that's constantly changing, living in what used to be. The only way to tread is forward, leaving the past behind. But in my heart, I will always reside and can go back with my mind to a better, more simpler place and time. And peace. That was great. Thank you. You are very welcome. I'm going, oh, hey. You'll see my son. Yay. I got to read that. I got to read that at Notre Dame for the Poetry Slam. I did like a reading of it, and I got to do it like right before the election. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Many people can say they've done that. Just, it, was, it was fun. <laughs> so that's what I got for you. <laughs> Well, you did great, honey. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Shelly Gambino, and you can find me when I find myself. Um, <laughs> I'm on Facebook, S-H-E-L-L-Y, Gambino, G-A-M-B-I-N-O. Um, I do a lot of, I post a lot of my poems that come up um, on there, new ones sometimes. I just haven't written in a while. I've got that writer's block going on. So, <laughs> But that's where you can find me on Facebook. And uh, if you want to just drop me a note or whatever, I'd be happy to um, accept you as a friend as long as I know who you are. <laughs> I, don't, I get so many other people, I have no idea who they are. I just don't. I don't know. So if you introduce yourself or say, hey, I heard your poem or something, then I can associate and I would accept your friend request. I know, and it sounds so rude sending someone a message saying, do I know you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I get uh, someone, they they, want to send me a message, but then they're like, it's a dating site, and they're like, oh, well, I'm I'm sad that you have a crush because I wanted to be with you. Really? It's a Facebook. It's not a dating site. Like, I just get, like, offended like that. I don't know. (laughs) I, I I mean, you, like, I'm flattered, thank you, but I'm not on here to find a date. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I, I can understand. I, can, I agree. <laughs> All right, darling. Okay, Anything you well, would like to I'll add? Li- um, no, I'll be listening till the end of the show. My twin sister is on tonight with her daughter that did write one, so she would like to read as well as her. So I want to look forward to listening to them. From across oh, the miles to Wisconsin, and I'm in Indiana. Yeah. So what was Paula's daughter's sister. name? Um, Bree. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's a cutie pie. I haven't seen her in a long time. I look forward to seeing her this weekend for Memorial Day. So, yeah. <laughs> That'll be awesome. We'll take up, take all three of you, stand together, holding up a picture, saying, "I love the speakeasy," so I can put it on the page. I'll do that. That'll be cool. And okay. then Bree can be in the middle. I'll be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good, happy birthday tomorrow and even more better Memorial Day weekend, too. Thank you so much, up. sweetheart. We'll talk right. to you soon, honey. Yep. yep, we will. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 414. 414, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. <laughs> you know, it's almost like deja vu. You guys sound so much alike. How are you doing, sweetheart? I can't believe that I can't believe that I'm following my sister. It was just funny. Um, we're doing good. Um my daughter Bree is here. She wrote a poem on your assignment, but I, I get her every other week because I share her fifty fifty with her dad. So we didn't call last week and I'm sorry about that. Um, but she was really excited. She came home and she's like, Mama, I got my poem. And I love it, and I'm I can't so wait to hear what to you hear her. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear what you think of it. But I told her that I want to frame it because I love it so much. 
Um, and then I have a it's an easy read that I did for myself. So um, you want to hear Breeze first because I can put her on. Sure. What what um which prompt did she write to? I'm sorry. What was that? Which prompt did she write to? She wrote to your homework assignment of what she may find on the way or way home from school. That's right. You have to remind me I'm old. <laughs> I have a birthday tomorrow. I'm well, old I mean, now. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's a two-week laugh. I didn't laugh. I didn't expect you to remember. But I even told her, <laughs> you better remind Nyla because she didn't. But anyway, here's Bree and here's okay. both. Go ahead. When I Go to School by Bree Snyder. When I go to school, I see people on the street. I ask myself, who would I want to be other than me? Then I ask myself, do I want to be a writer or a singer? I really want to be a teacher. Teachers are so great. They teach me lots of things. Then I think again, and I decided all I want to be is me. Lovable, huggable, awesome, amazing me. Love that poem. I love that poem for (laughs) for so many reasons. You know, and and everything that you were naming off, I love that they were they were different things, and and you know, everything from a singer to a teacher to a writer. You're always going to be a writer. You're a writer now. You're a write. You you can be an astronaut and still be a writer. So if you're a writer, you're a writer. You get to wear tons and tons of hats in your life, and you just get to decide which ones are yours to decorate. But um, I I love that. I love the self confidence I hear in that. Bree, how old are you? Can you remind us how old you are? Twelve. Twelve. I love I love the self confidence in that piece. You know, I love the strong voice you have. I mean, you came on and you read that, and there was nothing shy at all about you. You know, you were excited, and um, you know you you could tell that the words the words were something that you meant, um, that you weren't just writing fancy, funny words. But I'm glad that you wrote that. I hope that you will continue to write, and I hope that any time you write something and you want to come on the show, you will share that with us. Uh, you know, there's a, a gal named Jessica who calls into this show, and I think the first time she called in to read, she was 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. She was really young, too. And, you know, now she's grown up and and married and has a baby, and she still calls in and reads on the show. God, that makes me sound old. <laughs> it's not my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not getting any older. Um, you know, but we've, the show's been on the air for almost 11 years. So, you know, I, I would love to have you continue writing and have you share your journey with us as a writer. And, you know, it, it would just be really cool if you kept doing that. Okay. Okay. And paleontology. I'm telling you, you want to be a paleontologist. <laughs> Digging bones is fun. All right, great, great um, job, sweetheart. I appreciate you, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you have an assignment for her? For, do you have an assignment for her for next time? Well, I'm going to give her the same assignment that I gave everyone else, and that's she gets to pick one. Let's have her pick one of the song titles from this week. All right. Okay. And write a poem or okay. write something to one of the song titles. Now, do you remember what the song titles were? Do you want me to give them to you again, real quick? If you don't mind. 
Okay, so the song titles are Which One of Us is the Fool? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Foreclosures, Foreclosure of a Dream. Of a Dream, okay. And this one should be, this one might be the funnest for her Toys in the Attic. Oh, boy. Toys in the attic that are getting too small. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, yeah, because she's outgrowing them. Because you know now it's more electronic and bye bye Barbies. You know, so yeah, I get sad at that. Don't give, Don't give her any ideas. Don't give her any ideas. Um. So anyway, um, yeah, the one thing I wanted to say about her poem that I really loved the most when she read it to me, and I was just like, oh, well, I loved how she. Look, started it as looking at other people, but turned it around internally on herself. That to me was the most incredible part of that entire poem. Mm-hmm. To me, because I just love, you know. So anyway, I just wanted to comment on that because that was my favorite part. Um, are you ready for mine? I am, my darling. Okay, mine is like I said, it's an easy read, and then we'll go over it because I want to know what you think about it, and I'll tell you what it's about if you didn't figure it out already, okay? So, a ping-pong brain. Thoughts bounce around back and forth. No essential purpose. Got to run its course. Not too happy, not too sad. A little disappointed, a little even mad. Thoughts run run wild. They just don't stop. Things left unsettled now rise to the top. Slow down. Stop. Think. Concentrate. If only I could. Wouldn't life be great? Instead, it's a little of this and a lot of that. I'm one of a few with a variety of hats, working on trying to better me, but my thoughts alone, the brink of insanity. Look, a squirrel, aisle five again? This is what happens with a ping-pong brain. And Somebody have a little ADD going on? Oh, I love you. Yes, you nailed it. Yep. I have ADD. Well, a lot of my kids do too, and as an adult, it's even more of a struggle. But mm-hmm. I recently doc. I recently got diagnosed about two years ago, and it was funny because when I read the poem, I mean, when I wrote it, I wasn't even thinking about my ADD. When I go back, I'm like, that is totally my ADD. So I was like writing about myself without even realizing it. <laughs> but you know, I wrote about it one time. I wrote a piece. Maybe it'd be fun if I can find it and share it with you sometime. So remind me if you want to hear it. But it, it described it as a merry-go-round that broke and all the horses exploded off of it and the mirrors went crazy and the horses are all running off in different directions and you know there's tile tiles flying around and yeah. As soon as you said, said there's a squirrel shiny object thing, that, that as soon as you said that, I knew. I knew what you were talking about instantly. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I don't write a whole lot like I used to. I really wish I went back to that. Um, but, yeah, I got a lot of poems on, like, emotion and feelings, and, like, that's how I get it out. Well, besides my self-expression, I'm shaving my head. But, yeah, so, Awesome. So just to throw this out there, you guys, a lot of us will get diagnosed with ADD, but there is something different than ADD. ADD is normally, or ADHD, depending on which one, is normally coupled with another. It's very seldom a freestanding 
um, quirks. Yeah, no, I, like I got them are quirks. You know, there's usually it's it's usually paired with something, and something they yeah. are figuring out is if it's not. It's like you know, everything else in my life's normal. My brain just does not stop. You know, everything else is good. Yeah. Um, there, it's it's a thing called hyper creativity. It's when your the creative right side of your brain is dominant, and it's it's always in creative mode. You know, that's why the thoughts fly. That's why, you know, everything is just always free spinning. So, you know, kind of think about that, too, before they they medicate you up and stuff like that. You know, is it really ADD or are you just hyper creative? You know, that's something that you need to look into because um, I'm not yeah, well, a big person on medications. I, yeah, I'm not really either. In fact, I know my 12-year-old has it and my 24-year-old has it, my 19-year-old has it, but... Um, I just found out like two years ago as an adult, but for me it was really hard because I'm going through jobs left and right. Like I had 10 jobs in the last year. It's like affecting me more as an adult, whereas my children, like my son, he's 24, he's in the Army and made sergeant, so he can live with it on his own. Like if you wanted medication, you could go do that at that age. For my daughter, I don't want to push medication. I want her to learn how to how she can get by with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how she can... You know, find other ways to deal with it because it's hard. But as an adult, it's, like, really hard, though, because I'm the bread maker of the family being a single mom, and it's, you know, I can't keep going job to job. But what I will call my, I'm anal. <laughs> my doctor says it's OCD, but I also have a very high anxiety issues as well. So there's a lot yeah. of stuff um, that goes. So I know. And when they gave me that medication over two years ago, it honestly changed my life. Like you want like people at work, my kid could tell a difference. It really helps me. Like it helps me to be focused and stuff. So that's awesome. All right, sweetie, tell everyone how to find you. I am only on Facebook. It's Paula. Um, I'll spell it. It's H A E U S E R dash P A R K M A N. Um, I don't really have a lot of poems there, but if you want to be a fellow poet and just say hi, that's great. Um, that's about it. Very cool. All right, Paula, tell Bree she did a great job, and we will talk to you guys soon. Uh, most definitely, probably in um, two weeks, just because I get her every two weeks. So it's our, it's awesome. our Thursday night on the phone. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Nyla, right, so much. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Yep, bye. Awesome. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 240. 240, you're on, you're on the air. Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm doing okay. I've been real sick, so I'm calling in, and I just love you guys, and uh, I'm just taking this well. Yeah, your voice your voice sounds a little cracky. Yeah, I was in the hospital for fifteen and a half days, so just keep me in prayer. Oh, I will definitely. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk offline. You and I need to have some lime popsicles, but don't make me cry. <laughs> but um, um, I wanted to call and say um, happy belated birthday, and I have a song for you. Are you ready? It's not belated. My birthday's tomorrow. Oh, it is. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I wish I had my headpiece, but all right. Are you ready? 
We're talking Herman and Lewis. Okay, who's going to laugh? Bobby's going to laugh too. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nyla, president of Blog Talk Speak Easy Cafe. Happy birthday to you. We love you, Nyla. I was trying to do Marilyn Monroe. I know exactly <laughs> what you were doing. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Thank you. That was priceless, sweetheart. I love you so much. One day we'll get our cabin in the woods and we'll like have like a caravan and like a camping poetry venue so we can all meet. Wouldn't that be awesome? Can you imagine <laughs> like a conference? We've had that dream for how many years now? We could be those, those hippie many? girls that travel around in the in a gypsy van and, and do poetry events that would stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, my Nyla likes pine cones, and every time I see pine cones, I play with them and I throw them, and I think of you. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, um, I'm doing okay. My health has been, it was deteriorating rapidly, so it was a big scare for my family and, well, my friends mostly. So, um, you know, I'm just taking it late. I've been off work for a month and a half, so um and it's uh it's gone slow. I got myself out of a wheelchair and a walker and I'm doing okay. But we're gonna talk positive things, so let's see what's positive. Positive, positive. I'm still not dating. I still have not been asked out on a date, a normal date with a guy in two and a half years. Uh there's plenty of dead fish in the sea out here. And um, what, what's wrong with men and not asking people out for coffee? Isn't that like the standard date, like coffee and a hug? I don't know. We'll talk about that with Fuzzy. But anyway, um, I have decided that I'm going to read a poem that defined me. And I've read it before, but the poem is when I was 15 years old, because I don't know if I told you I was knitted as a serious artist at the age of eight. And it was written up. My mom actually... It was printed in a black and white paper in Michigan, and um, they I could they couldn't get me away from art, like crowns and paper and pencils and pastels and coloring stuff. Like they couldn't get me away, and so they noted me as a quote unquote serious artist. And so when I did my archaeological dig, like Sarah Brown Brennan teaches in excavating your authentic self, that's what I found out. So this poem I wrote when I was 15 years old. I published it at Poetitet. Was it Poet? What was it? Poetry.com. And it was one of those fluke websites. And I won the semi-annual finalist. I was the semi-annual finalist. I'm sorry, I'm flooring because I'm so tired. And I've walked more than four Gump in like the last month trying to get off a walker. Um I won the semi-annual finalist award, and then they invited me to the event. And I was like, nah, you know, back then I didn't think it was anything. Um, So I'm going to read the poem that defines me at 47, and it's called Dream. Dream of a world different from ours, where people have shoes, shoes, and a home. Little we see of a simple dream as this. Dream of a world where all races are in the same room. Lights on, doors shut, and chatter and happiness is evident. Today, only in one mind, in one dream. 
Dream of a moment in time when a homeless person is aided by another in prayer, peace, and song. When homeless ones lack for nothing but what clothes to wear, too many clothes to choose from. Take a glimpse of what the future of the next generation may bring, and in that, smile. For teenagers are in church, abortion no longer legal, and hope, hope grows on flowers in one backyard and home. And then I have a song. Are you ready? I am. All right. You ready for this? All right. Let me see if I can do this. It's been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell it all about you when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we have been, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, when I see you again. And that's a dedication to my family that's all died of cancer. And, um, my uncle's dying of cancer now, too. Call me after the show. All right. I will. I'm okay. I'll be all right. But, um, and, uh, I almost, I had a real close call in Nyla. So I'm here. I'm alive. I'm well. Praise God. And, um, okay, let's talk about good things. The good things are, I did find an illustrator for my 10 book artist series. He's awesome. So Rambi and the Penguins will be launching within the next six months. Um, it's a 10-book Arctic series where when my daughter was little, I took a whole bunch of stuffed animals and figured out what would they do together. And um, Topsy and Turvy, those are the first two characters. They're penguins in the Antarctic. And I had to research all the Antarctic animals and figure out what animals eat what and um, make sure that they were playing nice together in the sandbox of the Antarctic life. So that's pending. Um, what else do I have pending? Um, quite a bit, quite a few projects. Um, I'm on social media, but not as much. Um, but I am doing a lot of following on Twitter. So you can find me on Twitter at MedCollins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Um, I'm also Google-able. I'm not on, I'm doing a lot of tracks on SoundCloud now. I'm trying to create my own music. And I'm trying to get Spotify. So my artist has changed genres. Um, I kind of bounce around. You know, as artists, that's what we do. You know, I started out as a as a drawler, and then I kind of went to um, poetry. Poetry has been my passion. Robert Frost was my passion. So, and now I'm freestyling poetry. So it's it's wicked cool. Um, and I'm also Google-able, as Noreen would say, and I hope I hear from Noreen and Gary tonight. I want to hear how Gary's going. And um, you can also find my two books. Um, I'm working on getting them transferred back to Barnes & Noble, and I'm working with the Simeon LLC published for, publication for the new millennium. I'm going to try and get back with them again with Broadwood Grand Foundation, so I can, I'm fighting for causes. And that's been my passion all my life. So um, if you're into causes and you believe in making a difference, you can um, purchase my book, Twinkle, Twinkle, Starry Sky. Um, That is on Amazon. It's also on authorhouse.com. I'd rather you get authorhouse.com. And it has an activity book in the back for little girls and boys. 
you um, color in the stars, and then on the back of it, you write the names of the person that you're thinking about, and then you put it in an envelope and you mail them out. Also, that goes to Leukemia and Lymphoma Research, my magnum opus, which is a decade of my poetry. Um, and that is also Barnes & Noble, but I'm transferring from New York into back into the shelves. So I'm working on ISBN numbers now, and that's been a process. I'm working with Barbie at Barnes & Noble in Rockville on that. And, um, yeah, and I'm ready to settle down and get married and find a husband and all that fun stuff. And, yeah, I've got an 11-year-old girl that needs a daddy. So, um, you know, I've stayed single for that. So um, that's about it. That's really all. I mean, there's some men on the horizon, but we'll see uh, what happens. I've talked to five priests, and uh, I smoked cigarette. I smoked a cigarette with one, and he said maybe you should start dating again. So we'll see what happens. Very good, sweetheart. All right, I will talk to you in a little bit. Okay. All right. I love you so much. Happy birthday. Thank you, precious. We'll talk to you in a little bit. I love bit. you. Love you Bye. too. Bye. All right, that was Miss Meg Ryan. Okay, our next caller comes from area code five eight five five eight five. You're on the air. Hello. Five eight. Are you with me? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, this is Doug Curry. How are you? Well, hello, Mr. Curry. I'm doing awesome. How are you? All right. All of our poets are in fine form tonight. I've enjoyed everyone so far. Uh, I have as well. uh, Yeah, here's a little thought I have called To Antiquity. We had loved each other as new, gentle blossoms laden with dew in the cool of a spring morn. Through the haze of the midday sun, irresistible longings flared, our whole cell set aflame in the summer solstice. Fall fell upon us, shriveling, crackling, fading, deceptively beautiful, and masking the hovering scepter of death. All things die. Nose fall, silent, eerily erratic, fluttering softly to spread lightly over Consigned to antiquity, we had loved. Oh. That was end poem? Yep. That was incredible, sweetheart. Little, little too short for my liking, you know. I'm kind of greedy when it comes to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> You, you give me an inch, I'm going to want a mile. You give me a mile, I'm going to want the whole damn marathon. You know how it is. <laughs> I, I was I was settled back in my chair. Seriously, when you started reading us, I settled back in my chair and it's like, okay, okay. And, that's what, and you said end poem. It's like, that's why I, it was a, what? <laughs> Do I sound I greedy? So, I have to not be so lazy next time. <laughs> but you know it it was a strong and amazing piece all on its own. I mean, you did a great job on it. No complaints on it there, but but you know, yeah, the need, longer is good. <laughs> well, that's the but that's kind of the point of coming to the point. It doesn't take forever to do anything. This is true. 
You know, and it's kind of like, you know, the, the the best kiss in the world is when you when you, you know, you go to the door and you kiss your woman like you're going to make love to her, and then you leave for work. I have to try that sometimes. You know that that that's the best kind because you know she's going to be thinking. You know, I, I always tell, you know, I I have these little tidbits from men, and that is every time you kiss her, kiss her like you're going to make love. Because if you walk away and leave her like that with that that amazing freaking kiss. Don't give her a peck on the cheek. Kiss her. And make sure all day long uh-huh. that's going to be in her head. You'll have a nice dinner on the so table. <laughs> so when next you get time home. you see her, you'll What's be that? standing there ready to make just like that, huh? If you mm-hmm. leave her that way. That, oh, I have, to, I have to remember that. <laughs> you'll, you'll come home at night and she's going to be standing right there at the door going, with her lips puckered going, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, that's funny. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Tell good. everyone how yeah. they can find you. Well, I got to say, every time I listen to you, I learn something. I, then maybe that's something I need to know. Because that was a very I, important tidbit, wasn't it? <laughs> I, was very, I was a kid supporting Denila. You know what? That means something. Um, but I can be... <laughs> You know, in terms of writing, I have a lot of poems on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. And also under that same name, on Writer's Cafe, which I'm kind of locked out of. I found a way to sneak in the back door, but I can't do much. I can't add anything. But all my earliest stuff is on writerscafe.org, which is another good site, under the name Manchild99. My Facebook pages are Black and Blue, and that's the title of my radio program, which airs Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, at org for three hours, and Saturday night for one hour, and uh, that's on WDCB. Dot org out of Chicago. That's one hour. That's Central Time. And uh, under my name, Doug Curry, on Facebook, I'll have poems listed in my notes, or there will be a notification if I posted one any place or shared one any place. So I would love to interact with anyone I've heard reading tonight or any night here on uh, on Speaking the Cafe, including the host. Host with hostess with the most is that one that teaches me how to kiss. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just doing my part for mankind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a woman's kind, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, sweetheart. Doug, you did a great job tonight. I appreciate you so much, honey. Thank you. Always glad to be here. Take care. <laughs> bye bye, hon. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, how are you doing, sweetie? uh, (laughs) I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and you are not old. Um, I'll be 43 this year. That's not old. Yeah, I I thought I'll be older than you. Um, I didn't think you'd be older 
you're not older than me. You know my me, dog. You look, I like, you look I like young. I would answer that question now. Well, you don't, you don't, look, you don't look all that old. Maybe, yeah, maybe like 30s or something like that. That works. Yeah. So, but you don't look all, you know. Plus, you keep yourself young. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to come with a, a freestyle with your birthday in it. Oh, okay. I'm gonna awesome. try to be very creative, very creative. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's go. The name is from. Um, when I saw it was your birthday, at first I was saying, "Am I gonna be able to come on there?" When I found out it was your birthday, I said, "No, nah, I'm gonna go ahead and give us show us some love because I do like Nala, and uh, I'm gonna oh. go show us some love." You one of the people I do like on Facebook, you know. So. All right, here it goes. It's called It's Your Birthday. Wait, okay. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. We go party right here. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday party right here. Well, let me go ahead and before I do a piece, my first piece, and I'm going to mix all these pieces together. Let me show you about my erotic piece. Through the sand, through the wheel, through the skill with the first kiss, I enlist my time to warm you with the passage. I'm above average, and I'm going to show you with the closure and behold that the gold that I love you through your deep. May you marinate me. When you show me the focus, I give you the notice. And the night is just the beginning. And then the night, we together. That was the erotic. Now let me go to another avenue of a conscious piece. Can I take a stand? Can I get the upper hand? Can I be of justice with the thought? Can I go as much as what I have brought? Cannot blend in the one in the million who wants to be free, free from the shackles and no more hassle. I'm willing to travel. You remind me of everything that I keep on fighting for. Every speech and talk, if we can only be one nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all that God has made us to be with him. Do we stand and take a stand? Let me give you another poem. Mixing all the poems of a birthday poem, of a birthday poem that I take it home. With the third, like it's baseball. Happy birthday. It's your day. It's the words that I say. It's the words when I go and I start to pray. You've been incredible. Eleven years, bring on the chairs, bring on the times, bring on your eyes open wide, bring on your voice when you do the recording, you are performing, the light is on you, you are what's going in the truth, you have been dynamic, you have been incredible, you have just been you, so as I say, it's 
your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday party right here. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday party right here. Mr. Automatic Charismatic, the lyrical engine, saying happy birthday to you, Viper and Dry. That was so awesome. Thank you so much, sweetheart. (laughs) You get a great, you're a great big hug on that one. That was incredible. Yeah, you know, I wanted to, you know what, I said, I got some knowledge, some love. She's a sweetheart, good woman, um, very uh, caring. You have a very caring heart. I know to say about you, you really care about people as a whole, and you open up to people, and you really desperately, you know, I know this about you, so uh, you are a very uh, positive person. And I, am. You know I what? try to be. You know what? You need you know what you should do? Since it's your okay. birthday. If you do well those recordings, like those hot recordings, you know when you know when you you know when you go from the uh good girl to the bad girl. <laughs> yeah, you mean play my erotic piece? Yeah, that's what I like when you when you are the bad girl. When you're so bad and just you're so bad that it feels good. <laughs> All right, you know I've been promising you to do that for a long, long time now, and I've never done it. We've got a couple more callers. If you stick around and listen, if you can stick around and listen, I'll close the show with that. Okay. okay. Like we have, uh, we got 26 minutes left. So if you can hang out, listen, I'll close the show with one. Uh well, I'm more like a. I've been telling people I would go call it in this show, but I am, but I am going uh, like calling archives. And ah. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm lovable just like you. I'm so lovable, and I'll be 43. <laughs> and please don't call me an old man. I will never do that. I promise. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm not the same anymore. But um, <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, I know it's like with some time we're getting there, y'all find me. Now, I don't want to take too long. So find me on uh, WordPress. Now, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to have a little something special just for you on the WordPress. Okay? Um, okay. And find me on uh, Holonis. Have you heard of Holonis? Uh Facebook, Larry Shepard. Uh, I am Mr. Automatic Charismatic. You can Google my name. Um, you can find me. Uh, I do have conscious uh, pages. Uh, like one is um, the Civil Rights Movement, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I do have um, all kinds of pages. I'm not going to name them because it takes too much time. And. Uh, you probably want to talk to you. I'm just going to show you some love, okay? Oh, Tomorrow. thank you, sweetheart. All right, you, you, you don't call yourself. I don't want you calling yourself old anymore. Because you're going to make <laughs> me feel like I'm old. No, uh, you're not old. I have to counter that. <laughs> okay, deal. Promise. All right. All right, sweetheart. Thank you, hon. <laughs> 
Bye. Bye. Mr. Automatic Charismatic. All right, our next caller comes from area code. Now, I want to area two, area code um, two six. Seven. No, you are not in the lineup. Two six seven. If you want to come on the air, press one. Stan, I see you still hanging on there. And we have area code two one five, and then eight zero seven nine one nine. You are also not in the lineup. If you want to read, please press one. So let's go ahead and grab area code two one five. Two one five. You're on the air. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nala. Happy birthday to you. Hey, hey, what's going on, Nala? This is your boy, For Real the Poet. How you doing? Hey, sweetheart. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, love. Thank you. It's been a while. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. It has been. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, I love your program. It's just that I'm off tonight. Um, it's been a long time since I've been off on a, on a Thursday, so, you know, i got to come over here and show some love. Well, you know, I, we we love it when you're here, but even when you're not here, you're here, because I have your clips that you sent in to me, and I still play those on the air, by the way, just so you know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. i got to update your library. That would be very much appreciated. I, I am very you. happily and willing to accept poetry for my birthday. So send me all your poems, you guys. <laughs> I got you. So um, I have something for you tonight <clears throat> titled on Fading Picture. So whenever you're ready. Please go ahead. Thank you. Fading Picture. I keep our love in a photograph album where the memories play like heartfelt visuals, keepsakes forevermores in a sacred place stored. A closed book forever open to the whole of my soul's core, where the deepest parts of me forever wants to be eternally sown and enchantingly weaved with she, her and me, our love in a photographed album. Where forever these memories weep for me. Melancholy sobs strums on silken strings. Oh, how we harmonize together, her and me. Breathlessly, our wantings, our longings, sharing often how we dreamt of things to be. That thirst was never quenched. So much have I not mentioned. The kissing and hugging that played with Father Time felt like eternity. We kissed forever, hearts pressed together. How the soft lifts of life entanglements left us spent, worn out from these loving moments. She was my energizer, my bunny, my heart. I can still feel hers beating. So how could this be that... What we once had is now what used to be. Fading is her voice's heart. In the distance singing in this photographed album full of these abandoned memories. Keepsakes that I keep safe, not on a wall in some frame fading. Her photograph I want to last. It's so hard to let go of the past. 
I see her face in the clouds. She sits with the most high now. The angels sing now. Hearts weep now. Mind keeps asking why, how. She's not even dead. She's still living, but to me she be. But I've placed her in heaven. It makes it better to suffer this hell that I've been in. No goodbyes or good riddance, just suddenly missing. Falling out of love as easy as it was to fall in love. Picture that. Memories in a frame. Everything that love said it would be. Everything love said it would be. Love said that it would be that breath breathed that brought peace to me. Love said, love said that it would complete me. Said that I would know it by the songs that it would sing to me. Said that it would be proof in a table set for two. Now a lone heart impaired one chair to sit and stare. You were once there. It was just a dream. Love, love lied to me, came to me, then abandoned me, said that I would need sight to see, said that I would know it by its heartbeat, but within all that was said, no one said that it would then leave me. Like leaves that fall in the fall off trees, leaving behind what used to be. Branches splinter like misunderstanding. Love said that it, love said it, love said it, love said that it would be, that it would be there for me. But you never said that it would be temporary. Love, love, you were everything, your touch, your scent. Now I stare at a place where you've been. Vivid memories escape me. Seasonal, just what it meant to be, woke up shook up, eyes tearing up. It was just a dream that once lived plentiful. Now there's nothing but poverty. It was all just a dream. Everything that love said it would be. Then I woke up to nothing but faded memories. Back to sleep. I want to go back to sleep where love awaits me, where love awaits me. I keep our love and a photographed album. Picture that. In peace. That was flipping amazing. That is why I am such a huge fan of yours, my dear. Oh, thank you. That thank was you. incredible. I have missed your voice, I'll tell you that. <laughs> thank you, love. Natalie, thank you so much. You are very, very welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come over mm-hmm. and show you some love and get to know you and your work better. Hey, thank you. Uh, you can find me at Epiphany Radio on Blog Talk as well. Uh, on Facebook, under the name Arthur Larry D. Maddox, or For Real the Poet. Um, you can also check me out on Reverb Nation and come up on there on YouTube and like some of my videos under the name For Real, The Poet, and um, that would be a blessing. Thank you. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, great job. Appreciate you being here tonight. Phenomenal. Much love and happy birthday, Nala. I'll be hitting the inbox up with um, with the updates, okay? Okay, perfect. That will be amazing. Thank you. Much love, much love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
right. We have one, two, three, one, two, three, four callers left, I think. Try to get through you. We have 16 minutes left. Let's see if we can give keep you all under five minutes, get you all in at the same time. Okay, 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> have a bir- birthday to me. Yes. <laughs> and your pointy Thank little you. head, right? <laughs> My pointy little so, head. <laughs> I'm going to get right into this because BTR has hung up on me like three times now. Uh, okay. So this is, for you, a birthday poem called Analog versus Digital. Versus, uh, it's it's based on all uh, uh, a few of the conversations we've had lately with you know, uh, film versus digital and and other sort of iterations of that. Okay. Immersed in a world of pixelation, I ponder, sometimes yearn for the world of the analog, whether in sound or video or photo. I take a moment to ponder what it means to take in the world through digital signals or analog interpretation, and I seek the perfect balance between them both, the ease with which digital can be used, the ineffable, an uncapturable beauty that analog never gives up to the pixel or the digitized waveform. I have found a new appreciation for the analog of late, its nuanced capture of shadow and of form, of warm tones of sound that digital can never reform or capture, no matter how how many zeros and ones are brought to bear. I seek to dwell in both worlds in the end, to dwell in the best of both, but I presently wish to re-explore the analog dimension with its subtleties and nuances of shadow and form that are translated perfectly by my analog form. And so that is your birthday poem based on our recent conversations, especially in regards to photography, which I love so much now. <laughs> uh, analog versus a digital and I'll post this for you on Facebook and I'm going to spice it up with some multimedia stuff but I'm not going to tell you what because that's going to be your birthday surprise Aww. <laughs> I love you Robbie Aww. thank you I love you too <laughs> I appreciate it so much and that was a fantastic you know it makes me you. think about um, you know you, you talk about you know digital analog whatever uh, it this sound. This is just my preference only, but I only publish because I, I do photography as well as writing. But I only publish my photography or my poems and or my poems in print journals. I won't submit to something that's only on the internet. It has to be in a book form that I can hold in my hands and put on a shelf and isn't going to go away if the lights go out. And that and that was yeah. just, just my weird thing. I won't publish. I won't. Submit to something that's online only, because I want to hold it. Yeah, and uh, and people don't understand the sub the more subtle advantages of analog. Like in terms of photography, you know, you have uh, it captures for the techies out there. It has more dynamic range, and it, it captures more uh, subtleties of shadow and um, and uh, some certain other details and. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that too, and uh, I've just come to have more more and more of an appreciation for the analog in particular, but also the the, the balance between the two and and the advantages and disadvantages of both. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I I don't like the idea of something being strictly uh, virtual or digital. Like uh, I, I like to have uh, I've had 
CDs sent as gifts uh, when I've contributed to an album, and I like that. I like having the physical CD in my hand as a gift. So, yeah. Very cool. All right, tell everyone how to find you, darling. Uh, I can be found at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. But if you uh, put in Robbie's Multimedia Poetry in an uh, Internet search, then uh, you'll see all the things that uh, that I'm up to with uh, all my different photography and, and poetry and that. So Very cool. that's how you can find me. I'm all over the place now, all over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hon. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you so much, and thank you for the birthday wishes. You bet. Happy birthday, Betty right. Boop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our our next caller comes from area code 267-267. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, this is Brian Stark. Thank hey, you so Brian. Much how are you doing? Inviting. I'm doing great. Uh, happy birthday. Thank uh, you so much. Makes it uh, that much more special to be on your show when it's your birthday and all the poets I heard were really amazing well I appreciate you being here and I'm glad that we get to sit to hear what you brought with you tonight thank you uh, called I Too Ran for President imagine Donald Trump sitting in a chair at a table across from the chair you sit in what would you ask him I would start with that I, too, ran for president in 2016. And being president of the people has always been my dream. I love watching C-SPAN and reading the Constitution till this day since a very young age. I want the best quality of life for all people, and I would work to end the pillars which stand in the way of progress for all. For there is always a solution to any problem when different people work together to find common sense solution to the complex situation we are found in during these days and to have the foresight to know what future generations could expect. To have compassion in our thought, words, action is a far better thing than is politics. I believe my presidency would have been a complete opposite to which yours is. So I would have given control to the people. However, it is believed you have sold all our heritage to Vladimir Putin. I ponder of what to ask, though I know what my question would be if had only one. Yet I ponder as I sit across from this individual. Though I know the outcome, I do ask, what are you doing about child slavery? Will you speak out against child slavery? Do you believe we can one day end this horrificness? And my foresight was correct as the response to my heartfelt question were words I could not feel and do not have time for. As I stood and thanked President Donald Trump for his time and consideration, I walked down the street to a park where I sat upon a tree where I looked upon a fountain with birds flying all around it, with squirrels hopping not too far from me. Yet I sat and I pondered 
about accepting what cannot change. It was better to, to stay and ask my question than it would have been to leave just because I knew how. But perhaps my question did strike at the core of this man, and perhaps he just might tweet about these children. Though if I were president, would send Marines and other agencies to use undercover tactics to free all children from bondage and bring to justice all people connected to the human trafficking industry. Yet I am not him, and I cannot change that. And I cannot control his perception, for I can only speak simple truth and put my heart all the way out there, for that is where it lives and where all our hearts live. A butterfly passes close by as I keep my eyes pierced to her every movement. I figure the free slave, I could either go out and free them or focus on the quality of life for all people, for doing that would end slavery and many other woe of humanity. Perhaps I should have had these thoughts and expressed them at that table. There is not the time for thinking of my own happiness in all situations, and we must think of each other, and we must speak up on others' behalf who are not being heard. Truth must always be searched for and expressed, for good results will always follow. Yet with politics, with why I remove myself from that room, it does not search for truth or solution or progress, and it tells instead of listens, and it covers up instead sharing. It never learns from and never grows. If I could bear to sit at that table all my life, then perhaps I could have been elected president of the United States. Yet I thought and still think I can do it my way. If I can sit here or among the people and not sit at your table with your terms, and I could still fulfill my dream. Of what purpose would it be to get there, yet to have had sold out along the way? For to give up in any way is giving up all the way. Humanity is cool, yet has given up in many ways, as we knowingly elect corruption, as we do not expect too much good for ourselves. Yet we want the best for those we love. Yet we still accept the same lies every election and every day. And we say that is the way it is. I cannot change your perception, yet you can change your own. Have no fear, for answers are all around us, coming from all of us. And we are all pieces of a puzzle that we must put together if we will ever figure out life and if we will ever have a day when all people have dignity and none have hate for another. So quick to say that is the way it is, yet stop and ponder of why and how and when and where and what and who and ponder more and breathe and do not be quick to act until at peace with action. That was incredible. I applaud you dramatically for Thank that you piece. Very much. You are very, very welcome. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come over and find you, show you some love. 
and uh, get to know uh, your work better. So I'm just on Facebook. Uh, my poetry page is Poet Brian Stark. My political um, party is called We the People and Integrity. Um, if I Were President is my uh, uh, running for president page. Um, I have many other groups and pages. Um, Poet Spotlight, Safe Haven for Victims of the Sex Trade, uh, Facebook Poetry Society, Poetry in Open Forum, um, Poetry is Everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, pages and groups that I try and be involved with. And um, yeah, but my, my poetry page, Poet Brian Stark, you can always uh, find me there. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, absolutely fantastic job, and I cannot wait to hear more from you. Awesome. Thank you, and hope you have a great birthday. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it very much. We'll talk to you soon, hon. All right, bye. Thanks, Brian. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes, good evening, Naila. Hey, Granville, how are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I didn't know I ha- I didn't have anything planned for you. I was trying to think of something, but you know I'm always have something. I'm always always have something. But you know I was listening to you earlier, and that guy and you spoke something. The guy, I think it is something a little bit erotic. What was that? I, I, that you cut out. I said I think you spoke to someone earlier, and. Uh, they did something erotic. Uh-huh. Well, I think I would just do something erotic. Okay. Yeah. I, I did it before, but I guess many people in here say I'll do it again. It is called How Babies Are Made. Our heart races violently. I am in a trance, throbbing, thrusting, bearing down with animalistic tendencies, while beneath me she lays, and happily so. She receives my every trust. And eagerly awaits the other. Her impulse to comply. The oneness. The unison. Working as if the fate of mankind depends upon us. And it does. The huffing, the puffing, until finally it comes to a, it comes to a crescendo. It comes to a 
crescendo. Standing up, I looked down upon her smiling face and asked, Want more? Her smile widens. If you want to, she says, still smiling and making snow angels in the bed. But that was at least two hours, I said. Well, you ask, come cuddle with me then. That I can do for an hour or two. Then I'll have to go. My work is done here. I shall then leave the incubating to you. Naila, I forgot the couple of lines back there. I can't believe I, I, I forgot that poem. <laughs> you know, but we don't know that. So I, I thought it was beautiful, sweetheart. You did a great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are very, very welcome. Very yes, welcome. Yes, yes. So do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Look for the Lion logo. And on Instagram by the same name. And when you go to my page, you're going to see my phone number. You want to hire me, call me, talk to me, chat with me. Hello. I'm all ears. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week. Definitely. As long as God stay in my life, my dear, I'll be here. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Blessed love. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 608, and then we have 256. All right, 608, you are on the air. Eat Fuzzy Herman in the woods. Hello, Fuzzy Wizzy. How are you? Oh, cooled off a little, so I'm not all <clears throat> as sweaty wet as I usually am this time of year. It's already in the upper, it was 88 here yesterday. Wow. Some people might like that, but I don't, yeah. I want to just interject something really quick um, and it's not, it's just information. Um, on the 21st of December in, 19, in 2017, President Trump signed an executive order that uh, froze the assets of 13 people and the Treasury went after like 39 more people. It has to do with human rights abuses and, and trafficking in human beings. Google can be your friend. So, um, and actually, one of the main targets was the main prosecutor of Ru- uh, the son of the main prosecutor of Russia. It's getting interesting. So I didn't get a chance to re- write my piece yet because I had to stop in the middle of feeding the dogs here, so I could call in because I missed last week. I ran out of gas last week and fell asleep. So I'm going to read 
something that I actually read not too long ago. But it's uh, seems to be liking more and more of the stuff that I that I write. So this is. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. My voice <clears throat> it sounds to me like it's a little hoarse. Um, this is entitled "The Farther I Get from Those Times." It has been almost 27 years since I lost you. A bright-eyed, energetic soul who loved the outdoors, working out, biking, swimming, jogging, but never to excess. Spending time with friends, talking, eating, listening to music. But that all ended. My life upended. Sometimes feeling like it has been suspended. Living a life within a life as the days, months, years, and now decades pass. Reeling, sometimes driftless, sometimes listless. Because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. And most days I sit for hours in the chair I sleep in. The invisible chains of anxiety and depression keeping me prisoner. My mind sometimes wandering into the periphery. And when it does, I sit, breathe, relax, doing my best to practice mindfulness. Because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. My mind sometimes wandering into realms unknown. And when it does, I sit, breathe, relax, doing my best to practice mindfulness. Because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. My mind sometimes wandering into dark places. And when it does, I sit, Breathe, relax, doing my best to practice mindfulness because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. My mind sometimes wandering into scary places and when it does, I sit, breathe, relax, doing my best to practice mindfulness because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. My mind sometimes wandering into peaceful places. And when it does, I sit, breathe, relax, doing my best to practice mindfulness. Because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. My mind sometimes wandering into places of love and light. And when it does, I sit, breathe, relax, doing my best to practice mindfulness because the farther I get from those times, the farther I feel I am from you. And then I realize the farther I get from those times, the closer I get to reuniting with you. 
because I am building a bridge within my mind, within my soul, and it is constructed just for you. The kaleidoscope of color, energy, and emotion which fuels my soul and poem. Phenomenal piece of writing, my dear. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Absolutely incredible. So do me a favor. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm a pestering Christopher since he hasn't been on hosting. I've been pestering him to make me a a key lime cheesecake for my birthday. We'll see if that happens or not. (laughs) I'm like you. I want cheesecake for my birthday. (laughs) I love cheesecake. That would be good. I don't think I've had that before. Maybe something similar. I had one one time from Sheila's getting obnoxious. Sheila, come on. Um, they ran out of the chocolate chips, so I bought uh, strawberry. So it's basically New York regular chocolate, or excuse me, New York just plain cheesecake, but they put strawberries in it. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put it in a search box and, and Facebook, and you'll find me there. And the cool composite picture Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2 which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S., and it also has some cool art in it. So still haven't gotten to recording some stuff. I have to get some stuff on my computer. I want to see if I can do something here. Annie, can you say hi? Annie, come on. Annie, she was howling. Stage fright. <laughs> I heard her earlier. <laughs> no, that was that's Sheila. Annie, uh. come on. Come on, Annie. Ooh. There you go. That was awesome. I haven't been able to record it yet. <laughs> yeah, she's got a great howl. She's about, I think she's about eighty pounds. She's big girl. That's crazy. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for the... Go ahead. I might might actually post a real picture of me on on, on Facebook soon. Well, good. Let me know. Then I'll have something else to play with. Yeah, uh, old fraternity brother of mine. uh, Hadn't seen in 34 years. And who became friends with a high school classmate of mine years after college, we all went to college in Minneapolis, came down here on Saturday and we had a barbecue. They drove all the way from Minneapolis. That's so cool. we had a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. I can send you, I'll send you 
in Facebook, I am what he made up. He's he's got a strange sense of humor, but he's also really creative. And what he's what he's what he did is just it blew me away. Um, so you get a chance to see it, and I need to get back to him so I can get the picture that he made this thing out of. Um, and I won't tell you exactly what it is, but I'll send it to you in a minute so you can see it. Okay, cool. All right, sweetheart, you we'll talk to you my, next week. You'll see my, yes, I don't look in the mirror that often, so now I have tiger eyes. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. So It is. Um I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't bummed out when I saw it. See, actually, it's a pretty good picture. So. Well, I can't wait to see it. So let me know when it's up. Okay. Um, All right. Good. Well, he he just took the top part of the picture and put it in this thing that I'm going to send to you that I won't post online. Um, but I'm, I got to. I have to send him an email, so I'm going to have him send me the the full the <clears throat> picture of me. See, I want to get that ZZ top beard. And so he took a picture of me standing uh, near one of the walls of my house. That's cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. And it actually gave me a gas grill, a little, a little mini rectangular Weber portable grill. So. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm going to get Stan on so he can read his last poem for the night, oh. okay? Okay. I, I imagine he's sitting there well, cussing us right now. Of course, Stan would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you have. Hope you get the cheesecake, and and even if you don't, hope you have a good time on your birthday. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to a fossil museum. I'm excited. So thank you so much, oh. sweetheart. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. All right, baby. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Thanks, Nyla. All right, let's go ahead and grab Stan. Two, five, six, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm doing fine. I was just going to ask you, uh, I don't remember reading this on your show. I'll give you the title and maybe you'll remember it. Metamorphic Melody. I don't remember it, but that doesn't mean that you haven't. But even if you have and I forgot, it doesn't matter because there's people listening that weren't listening then. So it's okay, okay to read the same piece again. But I'm, I don't All remember right. titles so much as I remember content. All right. Well, this was off the garden. Prompts given by a hell of a poet named Bob Williams. Two words, vernal and venereal, and an amazing painting that was really the the catalyst for this piece, which was from Vladimir Kush called Moonlight Sonata. And the thing that was amazing about it was it was a portrait of a concert pianist on the stage playing the piano, a grand piano, but the way the piano had opened up on the top, it took the shape of a butterfly. And then you look into the darkened area where the audience was, and you could see the audience, but it looked as if they were emerging from cocoons. It was a surprising piece. 
And that's what brought about this uh, poem, which I don't know why, but it's a terse rhyme, and it's called Metamorphic Melody. A performance of keys to hammers to strings. Musical expression of vernal change to the ears. Notes of season enticing hearts to rebirth and spring. Musician's vision and passion in each note appears. Sweet melody to liberate winter souls from cocoons. Spread souls' wings to air as ice on hearts disappear. Nature's venereal dance pollinates season's swoon. On diaphanous wings, flitting colors amuse. Spreads life dust of spring equinox to nature's tune. Diversity's glory in existence to this music now infuse. As life in concert blooms in glory's light and sings. A melody of bird song. Running waters and joy renews. Bee, butterfly, and bird songs, gentle tunes of new springs, the melody of life and new hopes, ride upon such fragile wings. End peace. Wow. I am so glad you hung on long enough to read that piece. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You are very welcome. So I want I brought you back on last because I want to ask you a question. Sure. What are you doing next week? Uh, same thing I'm doing this week. <laughs> Which is spoken Mark, word do you, have, do you have plans for next week? Or are you going to hang out at the show? Well, I'll be hanging out at the show, of course. Would you like to host with me? I'd love to. Okay, because I'll be I'm having surgery done on Wednesday, and the show is on Thursday. So I may need a little help. <laughs> okay. I I may be a little loopy. So I need you to keep me in line and come hang out with me if you'd like to. I would love to. I'd be honored to. Well, I would be very appreciative if you would. So I will uh I'll get a hold of you and make sure you get called in and everything before the show starts, but I appreciate it. So thank you. That'd be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Nyla. You're and, welcome. And uh Happy birthday, and thank you for a fantastic form, format for us and the show. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Thank you for being a part of this family. Appreciate you so much. Till next week, then. All right, then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I appreciate you all being here. And I am going to close the show with a piece by uh, Casey Rashu. This is called Refuse, and we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. The street still smells like bourbon 20 minutes after the large man in the camo jacket smashed the bottle in the neighbor's yard, bellowing, You faking! No, 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 dog! You, 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 you faking! I want to imagine that all of the soiled newspapers and condom wrappers and all the streets and all the subways in this stolen fens marsh mutt came to be because illness rewired the minds of 1,000 megaphone-voiced men into spats of Jim Beam and 2% milk, but I know better. 
Even in the poor places here, we wear the blistered hands of invisible children on our feet, and we sprawl waste on every inch, waiting for the callous-fingered shadows to pluck and toss whatever we see is ill-fit to live indoors. In the night, the wind in the city speaks of the neck-scratch living dead on its buses, and of the asbestos patches around schoolyards, and of the legacy of burned buildings. All of the co-ops and green initiatives in Jamaica Plain aren't going to alter history, or change the sound of a torn plastic bag on gray snow. In the future, archaeologists will regard our culture as highly skilled in fashioning replicas of Mount McKinley from ball tires and baby strollers and juice boxes and lottery tickets. Let us admire our art, darlings. From the teeth, grinding up a fine powder of price to the throat muscles we use to push down arrowheads and mulch, circuit boards, space, and rubber, styrofoam, and gulp, gulp, gulp down the hatch. It is said that America's number one pastime is shopping, probably because throwing shit away is a chore for most people. For about eight months, I ate almost entirely out of dumpsters, from the Aubon Payne in Providence to the Trader Joe's in Hadley, Massachusetts. I can't say that I got any premonition of that land because all of it tasted like a disrespect for everything that grows. In France, they have a notion of dining where food and wine from the same region are paired. They call it terroir, or sense of place. To know a land, one must understand its palate. One time a cop drove by us as we were elbow deep in trash bags and he said, I'm not going to tell you to stop, but that's gross. He wasn't wrong. With a sticky orange glaze and onion flakes crusted under our fingernails, it was hard not to wonder if it was possible to have too much. The bagels might go hard, become bird food, and we might be trying to salvage what was never worth consuming in the first place. Smush pastries and sugar scraps, just like us, looking for some place that hasn't yet been claimed by the big wallet men or their devil-chested wives, some moon crater part of America where the pox never danced upon the brow of a native, where the guns slept in silence where everyone might be sustained and the buffalo bones used wisely. Let me find that place. On this earth, in this country, somehow, let it be.